and welcome to another episode of Old Dropped Frames. Co, do you happen to know what episode we're on? 291. It's got to be close. It's got to be close. I don't know if we've, if we've crossed that threshold, but I believe it. I cool. believe it. I think that's accurate. I think that's accurate. Uh, it's been a two-week or so, I think, uh, since we last did a show. we got a bunch of games to talk about. Uh, and then we're going into this weird month, at least for me. I can't speak for the two of you. Uh, but like July and June were unbelievably busy in games. And now August is like kind of nothing. There's like it's not funny you say much that. going on right now. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I'm looking at like I have a little like wall calendar so I can just glance over there and see stuff. Yeah. I have a Google calendar. I use it. But like I can just glance like when I'm sitting here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh. I like June and July, like had like Mario golf was the only thing I had marked down as far as game releases that I was excited about uh-huh. in August. I have like, I have 12 minutes, Psychonauts two and no more heroes Two like all kind of clumped up. And I'm just like, it's pretty heavy or loaded at the back loaded, I guess is what I was yeah. going to say. Like 12 minutes, is like the 19th. Yeah. Yeah. August has a big, butt. that's a good way to, <laughs> a good way to put got a big old, butt. <laughs> got a big old booty. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, but up until i think 12 minutes which uh, kicks all that stuff off it'll be a little bit uh, a little bit dry but that's okay uh because blizzard is out there making news i think about every 30 minutes now something horrific comes out of blizzard so that's where we're going to start here jumping straight into the news i'm just gonna the there's if you haven't been uh privy to what's been happening at blizzard here's some headlines that have popped up over the past seven days Blizzard recruiters asked Hacker if she liked being penetrated at job fair. Activision Blizzard employees form coalition, reject CEO's choice of law firm. Inside the Cosby suite from the Activision Blizzard lawsuit. New leadership at Blizzard. There's a couple more, I'm sure, but those are at least the ones. Oh, here we go. Activision IT worker secretly filmed colleagues in office bathroom. That's from 2018. That resurfaced this week. Uh, former Blizzard developer and ArenaNet Undead Labs founder, we need unionization uh, on the topic of the Blizzard uh, Activision stuff. Uh, Jason Schreier, this was uh, 21 hours ago. I haven't covered this one at all. Blizzard's head of HR, Jesse Meshuk, is no longer at the company. Bloomberg has learned. Surprise! <laughs> Shareholders sue Activision Blizzard for withholding harassment info. That was uh, 19 hours ago. Uh, Jay Allen Brack is leaving Blizzard per Jason Schreier. Uh, <laughs> Fury, worry, and walkouts inside Activision Blizzard's, Blizzard's week of reckoning. I could go on. Uh, it's a mess over there. Nothing has uh, really... I like it. Yeah, it's it's not going well. Um, this all, I think, started back uh, maybe two weeks ago. It feels like it was a month ago, but I think it was sooner than that with a um, lawsuit filed by the by the state of California after an investigation uh, that took place over the past two years regarding uh, sexual misconduct and harassment at Activision Blizzard. And it's just kind of spiraled from there. Uh, that was kind of the floodgates breaking. It was. That, 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 that lawsuit was kind of like the lock being taken off the door. And now that it's out there, just stuff keeps pouring out of the door. Yeah. Um, yeah. The flood has begun. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I forgot the other headline. Uh, Francis Townsend. I mean, that, that one's a 
That was just ridiculous. Uh, she is a Activision Blizzard uh, executive uh, who also worked, I think, on or with. Uh, yes, she was the Homeland Security Advisor to George Bush uh, when he was in office. She also advocated, I think, for torture. Torture. She was the torture apologist. She was the yep. torture apologist. She put out a tweet yep. over the weekend, I think this past Saturday or Sunday, uh, about uh, how whistleblowing is bad. Then she started blocking uh, Blizzard employees on Twitter at Rampant. And now, as of this morning, has deleted her Twitter. <laughs> oh, so. well, the natural progression, as one does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just, oh, <clears throat> God. How, mm. All in a matter of, like, how many days did that did that? Take? I think, let me, yeah, <laughs> when did this start? Uh, last week, on, so July 21st is when uh, all of this began. So that was what two weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago, almost to the day, uh, is when all this stuff broke. So, just an absolute mess over there. Um, a, a quick question, yeah, um, is Activision uh, Activision Blizzard their own entity? Like, there, there's no higher, like, no, no. one owns Activision. Blizzard. No, okay. yeah, Activision okay. is the umbrella, and mm -hmm. Blizzard. Right a few years ago was brought under the umbrella. So they are now Acta Blizzard. They basically, Activision bought Blizzard. And then like a lot of the people that made Blizzard Blizzard left at that time. And then there was like two year agreements uh, for a lot of the rest of the core of Blizzard. And Activision, from what we understand, did not extend the olive branch to continue those. And a lot of people left. And then other people left because those people left. And essentially these days, Blizzard is the soulless husk which is attached to Activision, very similar to those deep sea fish where the male attaches to the female and then dies, and its only ability is to supply semen to the female so it can continue breeding. That's that, essentially okay. what's happened to Blizzard. It is now the withered, soulless husk right. supplying gotcha. some form of material for Activision to continue its lumbering along the bottom of the seafloor. Yeah. But no one owns... <laughs> Great analogy, by the way. Great, like... Wow, very vivid. Yeah. And you use the word semen. I'm very proud. Good job. True. Um, True. I, be I believe it fit. I do. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering if there was a like an upper company like Viacom or something that owns Activision. Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. It's it's the top of the umbrella. Yeah, it's, it's Bobby Kotick sitting there at the at the helm, uh, and and now in a lot of ways, um, speaking to kind of the leadership changes with J. Allen Brack, who was so the way it breaks down, which you can kind of see the deterioration of Blizzard as a company. Morheim was the CEO. He left. Then they gave J. Allen Brack president of Blizzard. Now he has stepped down. And now there are two co-owners. And so now it, like now Activision continues to full, fully just take over that entire company is essentially what's yes. happening. It is important to mention, though, in, inside of all this stuff we're talking about. Co-leaders, sorry. A Activision is, of course, hugely at fault for this. But I believe we would be uh, remiss... Do not mention that a lot of the stuff in the court filing and some of the stories that are coming out actually do involve old guard Blizzard employees that have been at the company for, in some cases, like almost two decades. Right. So they're, they're, don't get me wrong. Like, like all the stuff we're talking about, you know, vivisecting Blizzard for profit and 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 using the the, the IPs. That is all. That is all in Activision. But there are some very serious bad things that also happened before Activision uh, Activision's uh, uh, purchase was even a, a glimmer in someone's eye. Yep. So you know. Just keep that in mind too. Yeah, they're not—they're not completely, you know, washing their hands of of guilt and all this. They're gonna try. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. But, but yeah, yeah.
uh, I guess this just happened, or at least I, I had not seen this uh, until I refresh. Uh, Activision Blizzard has now apparently lost T-Mobile as a sponsor for the Overwatch League and Call of Duty League. Uh, they have removed all of their uh, branding from a uh, web pages, according to uh, Dick Zerto, or however you say their name. So, yeah, it's it's still still on fire. Still not going well. Still not going well. Um, and we'll just have to see what happens. I, I've had a lot of conversations with my chat. Like, do, do they recover? Like, they're shipping a game next month. Diablo 2 Resurrected comes out in September. I'm not buying it anymore. I'm, I don't think a lot of people are going to buy it. But it, it's the type yeah. of thing where it's like, what? how do you even, like, start to market that game without just being met immediately with pitchforks like i don't even i don't know what it, what the future looks like i don't know what the next week looks like i don't know what the next <laughs> gonna, six months they're gonna pull an ubisoft at the very beginning of the announcements we know there's a lot of stuff being talked about us but we didn't have time to put a video together properly so let's just get to the game <laughs> yeah yeah so well it's, there's also a little bit of nuance as well because I, I will say mm. uh like not every person that worked on these games is complicit in these actions in a lot of ways of they've also done the walkouts so right. it, it's yeah. kind of shitty to be like i'm not going to support this game because i don't want to support the company but in a lot of ways like it's also going to you know it's going to affect people that had nothing to do with this essentially in a lot of ways um yeah. and so there's not like a clear-cut answer i think um, i don't know uh did you guys see um uh asmund gold's like little just like a little short Twitter video about uh -uh. this and about like, he had some good points in there. I thought like about streamers, like who are like one game streamers and stuff that do like blizzard Activision games and stuff like that. And right. If they were to boycott those games, they would have like their livelihoods chopped up. Like they would uh, quite possibly like lose all of their audience and, like that's yeah. that's the ramifications that I that go through my head. Like, I, well, dude, it's easy for me to say like I'm not going to play any Blizzard games, but it's it would be fucking like like financially impossible for some people to say that. We make that we make that exact same thing every day by tying ourselves to a company and a platform. I mean, right, imagine yeah. if it's all this if this damn busted on Twitch. I mean, do we keep streaming on Twitch? Or do we break all of our contracts and go somewhere? Like it's it's one of those things where it's it's you know if you if you choose to tie yourself to a brand or a company, like you need to decide how far am I going to go for that brand or company to make my money. That's true. That's, I mean that's something we all do throughout life. That's not just for streaming. That's that's for that's you know if you work for a company and something happens, do you keep working with that company? Given your time and energy, you have a choice to not work for that company. You know, so it's it's tough, man. It's very tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that statement is is the idea that, you, like, I, I had a conversation in, in chat the other day, and one of the comments was like, well, they should just go and leave Activision Blizzard and get a new job. And, like, that <laughs> phrase was so lackadaisically said. I was just like, what the fuck? How do you think jobs work? Like, you're probably still in <laughs> high school. I don't know if you understand how this whole thing yeah. works, but just getting a new job forehead is not going to work, right? Like... It does, yeah, it's not and, that and there's easy. those people out there who are who are like on a on a kind of similar tangent, like people are talking about morals versus greed. As far as like, if you're a streamer and you play, you know, Hearthstone or or Overwatch or whatever, and that's your that's how you make your living, and it's like, 
maybe that person has like fucking children and and you know animals and shit Dependence. to take care of. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is not like picking morals over greed. This is like, do I provide Survival. for my fucking family? Yeah. yeah. No, you're absolutely right, and yeah. especially for those one game streamers. I mean, any any long time streamer on Twitch will tell you that especially if you've been doing only one thing for a long time, you can't just start doing other things. That's not how Twitch works. So if you have a huge audience in one game and you say, oh, like, let's let's take, let's use WoW, for example, right now. If you've been a WoW streamer and you're averaging a thousand people a day and those that's paying your bills. If you're just like, well, I'm going to stop playing WoW and start playing other games, your audience will drop down in double digit large percentages, in some case, down to the point where you can't probably support yourself anymore. So it's kind of like, that, that's a serious real thing that happens on Twitch, For sure. um, especially if you're a single game streamer. So that's huge. It's a huge consideration. Yeah. Yeah. I have not uh, dipped my toes or, or looked at the wow directory in quite some time. So I don't know, like with this whole like mass exodus that's been happening uh, with kind of final fantasy force uh, 14 first off and then new world after that, but now the beta is over. So I think that's the shift is starting to either go back towards wow or towards Final Fantasy, people are having to make a call, but New World just got delayed to September twenty eighth. Oh, just they just straight up delayed it. Somebody just said that in my chat. I mean, it was supposed to come out August later 30th, this month. Right? Yeah, let's see. New World delayed. Yeah, there's someone else. New World delayed until the twenty eighth. Playing New World wow. Twitter. Yes, two minutes ago. A little bit of breaking news. Uh, they put out a tweet. It says, "We are humbled by the support of New World." Uh, by the support New World received from players around the world through the closed beta during beta, more than a million adventurers played more than 16 million total hours. Thanks to your support, New World became one of the most watched games on Twitch and one of the most played games on Steam. I don't know if that was thanks to their... It's more the dollar... It's fine. It's fine. Also, thanks to the millions yeah. of dollars we poured into <laughs> keeping it on the top of Twitch. Yeah, that's a little... But again, hey, a lot of people had fun. A lot of people enjoyed it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Credit words, too. Exactly. Uh, passion and enthusiasm you've shown for New World validates the work we've put in over the past year, improving the game based on your feedback. Along the way, you've also given us a ton of feedback that we'll use to make New World even better. We want New World's launch to be a smooth and fun experience for all players, and that means making some improvements based on what you encounter during closed beta. So we're going to take a few extra weeks and, uh, to smash bugs, improve stability, and polish the game. New World's new global Wait. launch date is September 28th, 2021. When does 2042 come out? October. Is it early October? Wait. Is it October? I think it's October. Are they going to be competing with, like, just within a few days? Is, is it early October or is it mid-October? It's October 22nd October. is when it comes out, so late October. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. For a second, I thought they were going to try to go head to head with Battlefield. That would be pretty tough. No, no. Um, final paragraph. This is not an easy decision to make. You know, this isn't the first time we've changed our launch date in pursuit of quality, and that could be a disappointing to wait uh, a bit longer. We want to be sure we deliver you the highest quality game possible at launch. Thank you for your support and feedback. We're listening. We'll see you in the Eternum. Is that like the world or something? I, I okay. But hey, that's a great decision on their part. Let's be real. I mean, they they were going to release the game in the state that they were like eight months ago. Yeah. And I am full heartedly 100 in in the boat. Where if they would have done it, then it would have been a, just a flop. It would have been a, it would have been a crucible. I mean, that's one of the reasons I I you know like everyone saw this whole new world event that happened in the last thing. I was supposed to be a faction leader back then, and I and I was just like, no. I played the game and I said, absolutely not. Like I'm not gonna like no. This is this game is not ready to release. And uh, sure enough, they went back for eight ish months. And the reception this time around has been markedly better, like hugely more positive this time around. The game still has bugs. 
There's a lot of people that still feel there's a lot of issues with it. Some of them core, um, but every month they can delay this product, honestly, is probably gonna be better for the product. Um, even now it has a lot of, even people that like it generally have like a pretty sizable list of things they wanna see fixed or better. So yeah, good decision. Good decision. Yeah, yeah. I, I think anytime a game's delayed, it's the right decision, right? There's no, mm -hmm. it's never a bad one. If the company says it's not ready, it's not ready. Um, yeah. it, I would oh, we're think, talking about New World. Yeah, we're talking about New World. I would think it's uh, the marketing people are just like, <laughs> like, we just spent all this money on Twitch and all this money on everything else. And now we got to fucking wait another month. <laughs> I will I will say with especially the amount of overt money they spent on this beta. Yeah. Like it's I'm sure there's definitely a few people that are kind of like and you want to push it back like 100% of the time and not ride all that hype out we just made. Yeah. Like I'm I'm sure there's some eyebrows being raised on that, no question. Well, and that even, <laughs> you know, that goes back into kind of what we were talking about with um Zeke bringing up the point that, you know, a lot of wow streamers went to new world right that is what they were streaming even if they weren't and sponsored. the Batman wasn't sponsored and he yeah. played the hell out of that game yeah they were playing the hell out of it and, and now mm -hmm. with that even being further pushed back uh i think that they're gonna ha now have an extra month now to make a decision on if they go back and, and play more and stream more wow um or if they you know dip their toes into uh final fantasy or, or something else um so we'll see we'll see what happens with all of that um the whole Activision Blizzard, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say, but it's every day it's just the type of thing where you wake up and there's just like some random news story that you're like, how is this like still, ha like how is, how does any of this still happen? <laughs> it's kind of interesting because over the years there was always, like for the past 20 plus years we've been dealing with, every time an MMO comes out, is this the WoW killer? Is this the WoW killer? And anyone yeah. who understood the situation would say the exact same thing. There will never be a WoW killer. The only thing that will kill WoW is WoW. And I wonder if we are witnessing the downfall of WoW. Like, I wonder I wonder if this is the time when finally, like, all the core is left. Nobody's really hyped about it. They're trying to cater to their, 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 they're trying to force content down their user base and just say, ah, they'll deal with it. It doesn't have to be good. Like, you know, now the company's in a huge part. Like, it just it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And I wonder if it's going to finally get to the point where players are like, you know what? I'm out. Like, yeah. I can't do any, I can't do this anymore. Like, there's like, now we have this plethora of other MMOs to play. And, you know, some of them are actually really good. And uh, maybe, maybe they're just going to be done. Yeah. Maybe they're just going to be done. I know there has been a, a complaint within the community that they've definitely started, uh, and they they hadn't before, right? The only thing you could really buy for the longest time in WoW was a monthly sub, and now they have that in-game cash store um, for you know mounts and all that stuff. And I I think that is done uh, very 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 well for them. And so I wonder if they'll just continue to kind of push down that that mark, um, and and that's where that game is headed. And you know, I also wonder like in the grand scheme after they've kind of moved past all this, like what development looks like on that game if they're going to be more uh proactive and like releasing expansions and getting away from these patches and and go that route or i don't know it, it i'm very curious to see like how they um move forward it, however long all this other stuff takes right like they're always going to have this stuff pinned to them now um so it's going to be very difficult with without doubt so 
We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, just another, just a couple of small news tidbits. The Assassin's Creed Valhalla's director uh, has confirmed that he's helming the Dead Space remake that was announced at EA Play. So take that for what it's worth. Um, Rockstar put out some... Uh, uh, the Dead Space, it's, it is a, it's a remake, eh? That's yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. It is a remake. Not a new thing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Not. not <laughs> it's gonna no. be interesting because yeah. I mean, the original Dead Space, honestly, in some ways, kind of holds its own today. Like I, outside I of graphics the, and stuff, it's awesome. Run on the GDQ, I watched it like, and it looks fucking fine. It looks fine. I mean, it it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see like what's gonna make this a remake. Is it gonna be like a reboot, or are they just gonna try to make it a lot prettier, or it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I know the PC version wasn't like perfect. I think, I don't know if it was the controls or there was something wrong with the PC version of that. That wasn't like great, but I don't I, recall what it was. No, it, it's it definitely time. like the controls are a little funky. That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> They're just of that era. I, will say- I remember it just being really like, it was slow and plotting, but I think that I'm pretty sure that was a purposeful choice. Sure. I mean, that game's not supposed to be a, a quake, right? You're supposed to go through those rooms very slowly. And people uh, saying V sync was bad. FPS locked. Okay. There was a few problems. Yeah. But I mean, all in all, what a great game. And I don't think it needs a remake and I want more new stories. Yeah. It was like that. <laughs> well, I, I guess the, the age old remaster, convo is buy the remaster and maybe they'll make some more right like that's the hope is they got to see if there's support for a game before they delve out the millions and millions for whatever to read to, to make a brand new adventure um anyways rockstar put out some numbers speaking of brand new adventures rockstar doesn't know what that is uh gta 5 uh surpassed 150 million units sold which is insane. And the franchise has sold over 350 million units total. Uh, more surprising, at least to me, Red Dead 2 uh, surpassed 38 million units sold. I didn't realize that game did that well. Like, I knew that game did well, but 38 million is kind of insane uh, for how many copies of that game shipped. How many? Oh, okay, I, I'd be curious. Like, GTA 5, obviously, King of Hill, but like, uh, GTA, I want to know GTA 4 sales compared to uh, RDR2. That's a good question. Uh, let's see here. I wonder if that's easy to find. Uh, 310 million? Does that sound right? Uh, is that right? That seems really high. Because the, the, they said the total... You seem really high. Yeah, the total series is 350 million units. So you might be looking at franchise Oh, sales. okay, okay, okay. There, yeah, that's probably what I'm looking at then. Yeah. Uh, it sells... 3.6 million copies. And what, the first week? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Within 24 hours of its release. God damn it, Zeke, read... <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't find a lifetime sales, at least not easy, or easily. Uh, Take-Two announced, at least in March 2011, the game had sold over 20 million copies. Uh, 2013 was 25 million. And I think that's the last, at least it's in the wiki. So, it's done well. It's not too shabby, for sure. But I think GTA 4 is kind of what 
that's kind of what put like Rockstar on the map in a lot of ways. And GTA five exploded, uh, what was already a very successful company even into like superstardom. So interesting stat though. That's a shit ton of games sold without, uh, without question for sure. Um, you guys want to talk about this Twitch stream display ad stuff? I'll pull up the help article so we can take a look at it. I got really excited and then not so excited. Yeah. Is that the lower third stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can see yeah. why you would say that, Cub. Feel free to expand. Sure. Um, so when I first saw it, I got really excited. Because something that we have been asking Twitch to do for a long time is broaden out the types of ads that we can show viewers. Uh, Twitch is a live platform. It's not a YouTube. So when a full screen ad plays, you're missing content. That is honestly probably one of the worst ad types you could put on live content is full screen interrupting ads that absolutely destroy any experience that a non-subscriber has to keep up with what you're doing. It just sucks. Yeah. So over the years, we have very much been asking Twitch, like, please provide us with different ways to get you the ads that you want while not directly interrupting what we're doing. Um, so when I first saw this, I was like, Oh God, this is awesome. Like this is a, this is what we've been asking for. Like maybe we can actually start like using this kind of stuff for multiple minutes instead of running ad blocks. So non-subs can keep up with the show. Like this is huge. Um, I can't wait to see how they're going to tie this into the system. Yay. Awesome. Then I looked into it more and Twitch has released like a thing about it. And basically what these are as of now is they are, they basically have nothing to do with the current ads. They right. are a new revenue stream for Twitch. They are so, and, and streamers, to be clear. Um, they basically can be activated or deactivated to run not, I guess I will say in parallel, but you won't see them at the same time. You're not going to see an ad and then see the screen get smaller for the, the little ad, but the systems run in parallel. And it basically is, I think they said three times every hour if, is what it starts with, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they um, put out some, let's see. Uh, we'll start with three per hour, 10 seconds yeah. each with a max of yep. eight per hour was the max so essentially it is it is a new form of ad it does not affect pre-rolls at all which i think is a, a a big disappointment for a lot of us and um then also as as people have been very clear over the the last few years on twitch um casters are of course running a lot more ads than they used to so there is you know you, one can very easily infer that there is a you know casters being asked to run x ads so clearly since these don't count towards the pre-roll they wouldn't count towards that either so it's the kind of thing where you're going to see the same amount of ads you've seen before. These are only on top of that. And there is no, no way that the two systems are going to interact. And honestly, at the end of the day, I think I speak for most people and I say, that's just about the worst implementation we could have hoped for something like this. Where it's, it's at the end of the day, it is just two words, more ads. There's, yeah. there's no real, there's no, like, there's no easy way to spin it. You're, there's just going to be more advertisements it's not going to, you're not going to be getting different advertisements. Your viewing experience is not going to change. Um, it is just at the end of the day, more ads. Now the hope as misplaced as it might be, is that they're going to use this type of ad over time and then maybe implement it into kind of the core ads in a, in a more way. Like it'd be great. For instance, if I ran an X minute ad block that I could do one minute of full screen and three minutes of, of shrink screen or whatever, you know, like it'd be awesome if, if, if then I could use this somehow, maybe even at a different ratio. So I'd have to run like these for twice as long than the full screen. 
um, you know, some kind of way to, to pull this type of non-show interrupting ad into the main broadcast. Right. But right now, it's just simply not that. It's just, a, from what I understand, it's an on-off toggle, and you basically say you want them or you don't, and they're just more ads. Yeah. We'll that's, see. That's what it is. Um, we'll see. I think they have also touted this as a, quote, experiment. So hopefully, maybe they'll listen to feedback, and some of that might change. Um, or maybe they'll, you know, put it back in the in the lab and figure out something else. But I think it's, uh, I think just saying it's more ads is probably the best way to, uh, to summarize this whole thing. Uh, funny enough, I was talking uh, with uh, Barry. I would love to just be able to do that with the stream in some form uh, <laughs> to have like different things for like my own content pop up there. Like, Hey, go mm-hmm. check out something else, not on this platform, but Twitch, there's no Absolutely. way Twitch would do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because then I start like, well, wait, what if I advertised for myself? Then this is kind of not that bad of an idea. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, it's well, it's a little bit rough. Yeah, now you got me thinking like, like if if you could construct it in such a way, like uh, yeah, like it, so it couldn't it, so take stuff away from my channel bot. Instead, it would just go, boop, here's my Twitter. Boop. Exactly, yeah. Boop, here's my YouTube. Boop. Yeah. You know, well, instead of like to, having like a chat bot do it every so often, which is. To, to be know, fair. What most people have. These days, you could easily do something like that in OBS. You could have a pop-up on screen, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Like even even with a stream deck, a stream deck can adjust your video. So you can I'm hit a stream deck button that shrinks your video. You do a little pop-up and then makes it big again. And that would all be done with a push of a button. So, I mean, you, you could do that if you wanted to. A version of that. Um, I think being yeah. a color action, sound, it's manipulable. Can you make the sound effect? <laughs> Not as well as there you, you go. I don't think. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be tough. Pretty good. Pretty, Pretty good. good. It's not bad. Ooh, yeah, that one hit home. Oh, I'm talking about a clickable thing. Like something yeah. you can actually click and, yeah. yeah. That's a link. Yeah, that Let would me. be really cool. That's, that's overly complicated, but yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. Or even for, you know, for sponsored streams, right? Like having that be yeah. where the call to action goes oh, yeah. rather than below the fold oh, yeah. or something like that. Like, yeah, there's, it'd be beneficial in a lot of ways for that, but just as a straight fact, up. Ad, what you just said, if Twitch isn't working on that right now, they're crazy. Especially for Twitch sponsored stuff. Well, for if Twitch you're doing sponsored a sponsored stuff, stream yes. with Twitch, which happens all the time. Yeah. Like for them to not be able to put the sponsored stuff in the shrink down that's clickable. Like that just makes sense for Twitch. Yeah. Like if, if that's a great idea. If they're not doing that, they should get on that like yesterday. Yeah. 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 Depending on how easy it is to like pop whatever the assets in into whatever that thing is, the shrinking, uh, then yeah. But dude, yeah. it would be great to have that for like uh talking points and stuff if if you're not good at remembering to say those things like I am. Oh, like, yeah. I, I'm like, oh shit, talking points. Let me just rattle them off in one big clump right now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just put the talking point right there. It's like free demo. Now the other thing that so they say uh, participating creators can opt out of uh, having stream display ads shown on their channel via the creator dashboard by navigating the settings partner affiliate ads. If is the do they say or do you think the goal is for this to just be on by default on every channel at oh, the yeah. end of the day? Yeah. And I guess it probably will be opt out, right? So that the the streamer themselves have to go in and opt out of it rather than opt into it, right? Because that, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, to their credit, they did say that if if you have ads turned off for subs, 
then even turning these on will not show ads themselves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, I saw something. Yeah, yeah. Right here. That's, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting and, and so did my chat, there's no mention of turbo anywhere in this. Oh, they're trying to downplay though. that probably. Yeah. Pretty, pretty <laughs> well, which is weird. They just too. got rid of it. I, I don't, I feel like on a per user basis, it's eight bucks or something like that a month. I feel like $8 for a single user is a lot more ROI than like a user watching ads over a month, depending on how much they watch, I guess. I don't know. Here, here's the thing. For the individual user, it probably is. Yeah. But the impact it has on the numbers they use to get the big deals, you add up all those users. True. It would probably be the kind of thing where they're going to lose out actually probably a lot more overall. Yeah, that's true. Especially when you consider that a lot of people get turbo that wouldn't normally sub to a bunch of streamers they watch. So then you're talking about like the user saving a ton of money by not seeing the ads. All the ads they see on those different channels, they're no longer seeing. And Twitch isn't getting that sub revenue from all the times they'd sub to the other channels too. So it's it'd be really honestly, at the end of the day, I bet they're losing a lot of money on Turbo. Yeah. Especially these days. Yeah. It would be counterproductive for them to advertise it too. It's like, you want to watch our stream with no ads? I'm sorry, Coca-Cola. I, I didn't mean it. Please, <laughs> please sponsor. Just just kidding. Turbo! This is no, don't worry about that. No one's looking at that. Yeah, yeah. That is a good point as well. By the way, um, after seeing some of the response in chat, what I would like to say is actually Turbo is making Twitch a lot of money. They shouldn't even ever consider removing it. And it's a, it's actually a terrible value for the user. So whatever you do, do not don't get it. Absolutely not. <laughs> then removing Turbo would be like the last thing, right? That would be like the last thing they do once the ads are in place that they want. That would be the last thing. Yeah, that, that's prob That would probably be the, the final step of operation ad revenue would be to get all the ad stuff set up and then they pull the giant red lever at Twitch HQ, disable <laughs> Twitch Turbo, and they send out one single little email like, hey, everybody, how y'all doing? Good to see you. By the way, we turned off Twitch Turbo. Okay, have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. All right, bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks. Have a good one now. Probably what will happen. So while I was on... Um... We'll call it Order 69. You know what? <laughs> nice. Nice. Never mind. Never huh? I'm not going to finish that thought. It was a bad thought. <laughs> okay. Bad thoughts. Bad thoughts, bad. Bad thoughts. Push it out. We're done. Yeah. Um, then, at least for me, uh, the last bit of news. Uh, last week, there was a Anna, uh, Annapurna Interactive showcase um, that had a bunch of stuff come out of that, like a Cyberpunk Cat gameplay trailer that was like four minutes long. Uh, that looks really interesting. Uh oh, Stray? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stray. And then uh, there's also a expansion for Outer Wilds called Echoes of the Eye. I haven't um, seen that yet. We could watch it if you want. Granted, it, and I ask my chat, it's it's a minute 13. It's not really spoilery. I haven't played the game, so I don't know how spoilery it is. I didn't feel like I was spoiled, but it might contain some. Do we still want to? We can watch it if you guys want. It's up to you. You guys have played it, so I had not. I didn't consider it spoilery. I didn't it? think so either. I think it's. I think there are no real spoilers. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm down. So I'm, I'm down. I'll set it up. Did you play throughout a wild? Co? Yeah. Kind of JP or me? Co did. did. Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. I I had an interesting playthrough as I stumbled upon to an end game area by accident very early in my run. So it caused That's some. That's the way it goes, man. It's great. Happen. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of fun. 
Here's the trailer. in chat for the sun okay okay sun's dead interesting that's cool now this is one of those questions where i'm not sure i guess just don't answer uh <laughs> this is the is the way to do this all i got from that was that it looks like something's covering the sun having played the game does that was there more to get <laughs> from that trailer that uh, I, I will say this I don't feel this is very spoilery. That's new. Okay. Okay. That's all I'll say. That right. that is something well, you, that somebody who's played the game will look at and be like, "What's this?" So yeah. yeah. Cool. If you play the game, like there's certainly there like theories you can come up with. Like, mm -hmm. hmm, yeah. I wonder if that has to do with this or the other thing. Got it. But, mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, well, it comes out soon. September twenty uh, eighth will be the uh, the release for that. PS4, Xbox One, Steam, and Epic Game Store. Uh, and that was about it for news. The Blizzard stuff has kind of dominated everything. Also, it's the summer, so there's really not that much happening um, in the world of, of news. So we can talk about games because it's been two weeks. I think we've all played a, uh, a fair share of new stuff out there. Um, Is that the same day as, as the pushback day for New World, people are saying? Yeah, I guess it would be. September 28th? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll know what I'll be doing. <laughs> New they're, World, they're right? Totally New different World, you're games. super like, into New World. Totally different crowds, I think, probably. Right, yeah. Like, people, like, I would say it's probably pretty uh, pretty fair to say that people are going to be really excited about one or other, but I wouldn't say both. There's not a lot of people who would be excited for both things. Yeah, yeah, there's very. And I, yes, there are some. Don't get nitpicky. I know there are probably some. It's true. I'm saying by and large. A lot of those people make themselves known in chat. I will. It's tough for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Let's talk games because we've got a decent chunk to go through. Uh, Co, we haven't even talked Chernobylite, and I think you're done with that game. I um, am. I'm just going to pull up a early VOD of it. So hopefully you can yell at me if it's not too spoilery. Uh, what's going on with Chernobylite? What's going on uh, in your latest cool. Eastern Europe uranium games that are all the same? <laughs> Dude, it, oh my God, no. Okay, you did. Anyway, so it's really, really, really cool. Uh, Chernobylite, I played a long time ago. And when I played it, it was kind of a collection of cool concepts, but it was didn't really go anywhere. Um, it has been turned into like a fully functional, awesome single player exploration 
FPS, essentially. Uh, it is very stalkery. It is somewhat open world. It allows you to farm. There's a light base building mechanic that actually directly affects your gameplay. Um, there is a, uh, a companion system where you get like a 25-ish plus skills that you can then train with your companions on. Hmm. There is a, a full kind of mission map where you can send your companions on other, mission, or on other missions and such to get you all sorts of stuff. There's full inventory management. All the different weapons you can get are fully modifiable, but in like a bunch of different ways. It is super slick. But what's even cooler about it is, without getting too much into spoiler territory, it is doing a very cool, interesting thing with the main story where there are tons of decisions that you make. They all have not only a big effect on the game, but also like subsequent decisions. And it, it gets to this point where, through some creative game stuff, um, a, a, a big part of the game is basically figuring out how you need to configure like the course of events. And that leads to like some really cool big things towards the end of the game. So uh, the TLDR is it is a stalker-esque game um, with kind of like this semi-open world mechanic, light base building elements, a very cool main story. And overall, I really really enjoyed it it was it was definitely one of like my like holy shit this is awesome games of the year how much of it is like action I mean, it's 30 bucks oh 30 bucks okay how much of it is the like action orient like you said open world is it like far cry levels of fighting a little bit more a little bit less it's, like it's semi-open world in a okay. weird way so basically it think think escape from tarkov where you have like a map and then the map has like a you know a bunch of different locations that each have their own map. Um, every the, the game works in a course of days where you will go out on a mission, you'll pick a map to go to, to do an event or just a farm or do whatever. You'll complete that map, you'll go back to base, and then you'll sleep. And that's that day. So the main missions take place on those maps. So you'll be like, hey, this guy needs you to go and destroy this installation. And that would become a red uh, objective on one of the, the maps you can go to. You don't have to go to that map next. You can just go to all the other maps and farm and do little, like, you know, very uh, minuscule side missions and things like that if you want to. Uh, or you can just do the main mission and kind of keep going down that if you want to. So it's not really open world in the terms of it's one big map and you can go everywhere you want. It's more of there's a bunch of maps you can go to and you can pick and choose when to go where. Mm. Um, on top of that, what's also really cool is anytime you go to a map, there's generally an objective of some kind, unless you're just farming. And not only do you have the objectives somewhere on the map, but there are generally like question marks around the map too. And if you go to those, it's just something that's happening in the world. It might be a creepy thing. It might be a soldier in trouble. It may be a vendor. It like it, It's just these completely RNG events that can pop up all over the map. And uh, we did pretty much every single one that we could find and it really added to it. Also good to mention, the entire thing is voice acted. All of it. There's like five major characters. There's a bunch of enemy characters. There is a ton of dialogue in this game. And some of the voice actors are amazingly good. Um, some of them are okay. Um, but some of them, like this guy named Mikhail, there's this guy named, guy named uh, Terracon, and like all these people, like their voice actors are awesome. Like every, every, I, I would just talk to them to like hear them do their lines. Um, it was really now, Is impressive. it in Russian or is it in? No, English. English. Okay. English with Russian accents? Some. But mostly okay. just English. In fact, the main character, it, it's it's a game, I believe, that's Polish. So the the default, the, the best, the best language, of course, is when it comes in Polish. Um, but that being said, there are the voice actors for the English version are like English, um, American, 
they do have some uh, some you know accents here and there, but it's mostly just like all over the place English accents. Yeah. So, so uh, my, I'm, I'd be curious, like, because that that I'm like right. matters to me. Like, the voice acting is very important is, if you're going to put it in your game um, to get it right. But is it one of those like like Yakuza? Like, it, it's originally in Japanese, and then they localize it. Yes, was this localized or was it made in English? Okay. Oh, oh yeah, it's originally in Polish, but it works great in English. Like there's okay, there's okay. Ton, there's great localization. Is uh, to answer your question, the localization is great. Um, mm -hmm. There are times when they are in flat English talking about things that are obviously Russian in origin and stuff like that. They didn't change the lines too much, but in terms of yeah. just like natural discussion and dialogue and and things like that, it's it's absolutely fine. Uh, was was this game kickstarted or how, how was it funded? Yes. Yep. I was the back of the Kickstarter. I played the version that came out right when it was released and it was nothing like this. They, they huh. kept the game cooking until it was done. Co. Yes. This is very important. I need you to answer this for me. You have a voice in the game. No. Okay. Uh, I guess I know what I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, no, uh, I, 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 I'm, not I'm looking at, at the, I'm looking at the scene page here and apparently it's like, how long oh, has it been in? Wait, I uh, am the like main character. Ada or whatever. You're the main character. Oh, goody. Son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn it. Not uh, just like you and Mercer now. You and Mercer. Like, I got to look out for you guys to see if you're in game. I'm joking, by the way. So uh, I was a minor role. I forgot about that one. So how long was this game in uh, uh, early access on Steam or whatever? In early access, it was it was barely a game. In early access, there wasn't a main story. There was only two guns. Yeah. You couldn't really modify them. Like all the mechanics that were kind of like they were half in. Like it, it wasn't. It was one of those things. It was kind of like a No Man's Sky, but it was what it was being advertised to be. It was just a collection right. of mechanics. And like check it out. The okay. final release, the 1.0, it is a fully functional, like top down like full game like it is it is yeah. it is a hundred percent a cool game with a real ending and like you know it's yeah it's its own thing now for sure well i see, I see the release date the, i'm guessing the 1.0 release date is was uh july 28th so not that long yeah. ago no um but it also has like five thousand reviews so yeah yes just curious i would i would i don't know what the reviews are but i will say any review that you would look at from back when i played i it's not even it's not even for the same game it's it's a completely different experience playing it now from back then. Um, I mean, you know, I what is it? Out of on the total number of them. Yeah. What 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 is what are the the Steam reviews put it out right now? Out of curiosity. Mostly positive. Oh it's yeah. About seventy nine percent positive. Uh, all uh, when uh, all reviews. Yep. Uh, recent reviews eighty seven percent positive. All this being said, it is not the perfect game. It is it is still made by a smaller studio. Uh, there is some jankiness. Uh, there's some bugs here and there. I had to restart a few times. Uh, the enemy AI is a little questionable at times. The way that enemies are are distributed and put on the map become rather routine after you've played it for a while. There, there, there. This is not the perfect game, um, but it is a a really, really great entry, and I think that it it very much could get like cult classic status, like Stalker, over time. What what is as long as I've known you, Co, you've always had a hard on for Eastern Europe and and these type yes. of games. What Raging is it? That, what is it that draws you? Is it just the like? The unknown? Are you a sleeper agent for Russia? Like, what do we do? <laughs> What's going on here? A combination of both. Um, I am a sleeper agent for Russia, but it's only part time. Okay, I don't uh, know the your activation is, words, so we're good. One, we're good. one of the things I'm a huge post-apocalyptic 
dystopian fan. I love I love okay, the I idea of things that that existed and now there are there are the scrappy survivors that are trying to make do the best they can. So one of the things that's always enthralled me about Stalker and games like this, and especially Chernobyl in general, is the idea that you have this area that was like this fully functional town and then overnight it becomes a ghost town. And then it's it's at the same time though the world goes on around it. So you have like this this dystopian post-apocalyptic region where everyone inside of it has this like completely different experience of life and what it is when the entire rest of the world is just going about their business wherever they are. So I've always kind of liked that. That's what I've, I love Fallout for like the global aspect of it, but I really love uh, games that kind of microcosm that entire thing and and make it so, you know, like there, there's, there's strands that connect you to the real world. But if you're in that, you're in the shit kind of thing. Um <laughs> Always, I've always kind of liked that. Do you have any interest in going to any of those places? IRL? None whatsoever. None no. whatsoever. Okay. Not even slight. Have you ever watched like uh, the the different travel logs and stuff where people go to like oh, Chernobyl? Yeah. That yeah. stuff's crazy. It's like don't go step by that bush. Why? You'll die. Just don't yeah. stay away from that. Well, actually, bush. it depends. Do you want? Do you want kids? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Stay away from that bush. And then don't the, go near that bush. the entire time yeah. is just beep 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 mm-hmm. beep. Their fucking like radiation meter going crazy. <laughs> yeah, those videos are a lot of fun to watch. Also terrifying because uh, it, it's quite literally oh. do not go into that like corner or you're gonna lose life. Also, actually, it's more cool. like it's true. hard to make that noise with my mouth though. It's true. <laughs> I would say thank you, Murloc, but you know the whole Blizzard thing going on now. Um, but anyway, what, one of the things that's super interesting about this, and one thing that I think that people like me that are interested in Chernobyl and, and that area, this game is littered with like Russian uh, conspiracy theories and things. And like you'll be talking to your companions and they'll be like, oh, yeah, do you remember the ghost train that was full of radiated food that went between the states and no one wanted to eat it? So it just ran for three years going between them. And you're like, oh, Chernobylite section was picked because it was already irradiated. And like all of this, these crazy conspiracy theories that you've probably heard little snips of over the years involving Chernobyl, they're all like kind of packed into this game in different places. Some of them completely true, some of them complete conspiracy theory. Um, but I definitely learned. From this game I, I this is this is one of those games where you hear something and then you just google it to see if it's true or not and then all of a sudden you realize you're reading like something that nobody talks about but actually happened you're just like oh shit okay ah. that's kind of cool um so yeah there's there's a lot of that in this game yeah yeah uh if anyone's at all curious the the ones that i've seen for like the travel logs there's one called uh cloth map on youtube that uh they went to that area and uh did a, a full-on travelogue very interesting stuff if you've never watched it um and when you play these games or at least when you see videos of of uh stuff like chernobylite and you look at the actual footage it's kind of shocking how like close and eerie both places are and and identical to one another um but cool yeah uh, you give it a thumbs up recommendation 30 bucks grab it if you're a fan of this Dude, type of 30 stuff, bucks if you're even slightly interested in games of this type, hard recommend at 30 bucks. Like it is, it is worth every single penny. It took me 20 hours to get through it. And I loved every single hour that I was in it. Awesome. Oh, 20. I thought I was going to like, I'm not complaining. 20 hours is, is plenty, but with uh, something like that, that semi open world, I thought there would be, I thought there was like 40, 50. Like, I basically made the main story. Okay. I pretty much made it there. There were numerous. Right. T- I think I did like, optional missions like maybe twice and they go pretty quick 
if you just go through them. So no, I mean it, it it's it's a it's a you can spend a lot more time in the game than me if you want to. Uh, also, strangely enough, not again not to spoil it too much, but there's a huge amount of decisions, and I caught on pretty quick to how the system worked with chat's help, and I was able to get it to do what I wanted to do pretty quick. But there's no question, especially if you're a streamer like you, Zeke, where you don't like a lot of backseating and things like that. Sure. There's a lot to discover and figure out in the game if you want to. Okay. And and don't get me wrong, like I will gladly, gladly pay top dollar for less hours, more quality. <clears throat> I didn't want that to give that impression. I'm very much yeah. quality over quantity. But <clears throat> excuse me. It just was a uh, trying to reconcile the the what I thought about the game and you know how many hours in it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Zeke, what the hell is Lifeline? <laughs> what is go? What is this game? Oh, it I is. Tuned, I tuned. Hold on, real quick. I tuned into him playing this for five minutes, and I jumped in. And I said one thing, and within ten seconds, Zeke put it in emote only mode. <laughs> Let me do. He was. I don't think I've seen Zeke more angry on stream, like actual anger. Oh, what did you backseat I... or something? It what? was close. Oh, what did I say? Yeah. Uh, I, I, he was having this problem where his character would just refuse to see this enemy right next to it. And I think I said, and I just dropped in. I didn't know he was angry. So I was just yeah. like, hey, have you tried looking at the enemy yet? Or something like that. <laughs> you see his face just go rigid. And he looks in chat and he just goes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Okay. So, What's going on in this game? Lifeline. Uh, I'll just. I'll just say it right now. Wonderful experience. I had so much fun with the ups and downs and ins and outs of this game. Um, and I've said it, I've said it many times, but it's always worth repeating just because, and JP, you know, just because you're screaming and yelling and frustrated and getting fucking pissed off does not mean you're not enjoying the game. Does not mean like you hate the game. Just want to let you guys know that because there was a couple of parts. Okay, Lifeline. Let me just synopsis. Give you the elevator pitch of Lifeline. It is a it's Lifeline voice action adventure is the full title. You control uh the character. Well, actually you don't control her. What you do is the game is set up that you are a con- uh on a space station that has gone through uh, some catastrophe and you're trapped in a room or in the room, the control room with the monitors and a headset. And uh, your, your friend here, she has a headset on and you ask her to do things. You request like go here, turn left, jump, run all these things and she does not hello okay she does not move does not take one step unless you tell her to or politely command her huh now sometimes you don't do it as politely and that's where the fun of the game comes in because the more frustrated you get the less the game understands you so you're saying, shoot. She will shoot at the, at the, if you're in combat. She will shoot. 
if you if you are frustrated or frustrated or it's a tense thing, go left, go left, go left, go. She doesn't understand. So a lot of times, and sometimes even she doesn't understand when the words make have, have no, no, nothing in common sound wise. So I said, "There's an enemy that you shoot, and it has a left and a right stomach. So you have to shoot it, get it to flip over, and then shoot its weak spots, the left and right stomach." Now, right stomach, she understands that perfectly every time. Right stomach. And she'll go, she'll repeat after you. Right stomach. Pop, pop. And you say left stomach. And she hears mouth. <laughs> left stomach. Mouth. Left stomach. Left st- Mouth, mouth. So apparently that is, it gets, it maybe gets, gets a little lost in translation. Uh, but yes, you tell her now. This will actually. This is a great part. I'm glad you're here at this part of the game because this I part of the game this. is one of those parts where you tell her what to do and she says no. <laughs> this is like one of the rare times in the game where she's like, "I'm too scared," because she heard a ghost story about the bathroom on the station. She's an AI so, that believes a, in ghosts. There's a toilet ghost. No, she's not an AI. She's a person. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. She's a waitress uh, on this space station. Like, I'm just a waitress. Uh, wink. No spoilers. Um, <laughs> okay. If you're gonna play it, I guess, or watch my playthrough. <laughs> um, go watch my playthrough. It's great. Uh, but yeah, she she's scared of the toilet ghost, and so we, I was stuck here for a minute. Like, how the fuck am I? I need. There's no way to progress. We are in a hallway with nowhere else to go but the but the restroom. So we have to use these. And I'm like, go, walk, please. Jesus, go, just God. And you're just, I'm just like, I don't know what you want from me. Spoilers. Spoiler, cover your ears if you don't want to know. You have to comfort her. You have to say, like, this game recognizes something like three or three to five thousand words or something like that and uh so you have to say to her like it's okay or i think what was like what did i say like be brave or something like that and that i thought that was a that was a pretty cool uh uh like addition to the game it'll but sometimes you'll you'll complete something on accident because it'll whatever word you're saying will rhyme with the words that she wants to hear so like if you say light she'll hear fight and go yes that's that's the best i'll fight it (laughs) or something like that so like you'll stumble into things that that you were you know unaware of uh there's a couple of easter eggs in the game uh that i was told about over and over and over again for the three days, four days I played it, if you ask her to bark like a dog, she will go, you mean like a little dog? Or a big dog? And I did that about 30 times because I, I just did it every time anyone asked. I berated them, but I did it. Yeah. Uh, there's also a couple of other, like, uh, if you're in the bathroom, you can tell her to take a shower, and she'll be like, what do you think I am? And I'll just get, like, all indignant about it, of course, you know. But... All in all, 
I it, it was one of the most fucking hilarious games. I laughed all the way through it. Might be the game I laughed the most through I've ever played, maybe. I don't know, man. <laughs> Harvester is close. Phantasmagoria, like those kind of games, I laughed pretty heartily. But this one, man, it's definitely up there, if not the top, like, funniest thing I've ever played. Just because of the interaction between me and uh, uh, Rio is her name. Mm. Oh, so goddamn good, man. Has anyone ever done a uh, text-to-speech playthrough of this from, like, donations I or anything like that? I use my sample board. I use my sample board, and she definitely hears it. Uh, she'll hear different things, but, like, you could definitely do that. I was thinking about doing a playthrough of just samples. Um, sure. Just just take taking samples from movies. Yeah. Like, hearing, like, you know, some action star saying, Go! Or, you know, the like. Right. Or you could make a million bucks and just filter Twitch chat's bit tips That's into what I was this game. Yeah. And just yeah. have them do the entire thing. Yeah. Just do a text to, ne- a text to speech donation run. Watch. And then just oh, yeah, yeah. And like, see what happens. Yeah. Do yeah. A, Here's the thing, Twitch, though. Yeah. Twitch chat plays uh, Lifeline. Yeah. Are, are there ways for the, like, if what happens when you tell the person kill yourself? Like, does, does anything happen? Because people would just, it. like, try to exploit the fuck out of it. Oh, no, no, they, she's just like, no, we, I tried okay. all the exploits. <laughs> oh, you tried? No, I tried all the exploits. Okay. Yeah, I tried to, like, like, all, all of, you know, all of the, the typical, like, like, you know, teenage boy shit, like, take off, take off your dress, uh, just shoot yourself. Uh, okay, uh, sure. You know, stuff like that. I tried all that shit, and she doesn't, she listens to, like, there's some, like, like I said, the shower thing, it's like, some cheeky responses to those kind of things, but as far as, like, kill yourself, the, nothing. Uh, uh, she doesn't like, there's no like body actions. Like you can't tell her to like lean or, uh, bend or anything like that. So yeah, none of that. My chat says she would be barking for 24 hours straight. I sure. mean, you know, those are still 24 hours. Worth of she does have a sexy pose though. That's right. Oh God. Okay. You find, you find little, uh, little, uh, uh, I don't know, just little collectibles okay. throughout the game with, uh, helpful things sometimes like in battle there's uh this you find this word it's like you find a word on a piece of paper and she goes i wonder what it means it says auto fire and you're like i bet you know in battle like you say auto fire she goes and she just fires it's great hmm. but there's also like just you know sexy pose is one of them and sexy pose is she leans down on one leg and kind of like arches her back for a second like this Weird. Weird. Uh, is this good. game? Is this game new? Like how how old is this? Because uh, two thousand one. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I have to burn it, but oh, it's right here. Yep. And I just in case you weren't, I emulated it, but I have all the proper stuff. Got it. I bought okay. it. it I, I bought it for for like it's a it's a tough game to find if oh, you I'm don't sure. just want the disc. Like I wanted the book and the case. I wanted both. Because yeah. I'm kind of like that. So it cost me like 73 bucks to find all this together in good condition. Um, but it, yeah, it says, uh, or 2004, excuse me, 2003 original release. My bad. 2003, uh, according to Google and 2004, according to the box. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, 17 years old. How did you hook but a mic fun. up to a PlayStation 2? Uh, emulator, uh, uh, plugins. No, no, I'm just saying when the game came out, how did you hook a mic up to a PlayStation 2? 
Well, they have one for SOCOM. Oh, okay. USB mic. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. I had forgotten about SOCOM. What about SingStar? Was that on PS2? I thought that was PS3 era. I'm just saying whatever chat said. I don't. Yep. I don't even know what that. No, is. SingStar was on PS2. Oh, because that's that's the actual plugin. That yeah. It's it for SingStar, but they said you can use it with Lifeline too. Oh, huh, crazy. How long did that game take you to play to completion, Z? Uh, uh so like twenty, maybe thirty, twenty between twenty and thirty hours. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I really don't know because all the time it just flew by. It was too fast. <laughs> all right. I wish there was more to the game. Sure. The thing is, like, uh, I know the speed run, the speed run of the game is just, I want to say, just over two hours now. Huh. And if I, I told Chad, if I was going to speed run a game, I think this would be it. I think I might, like, put in some hours trying to speed run this. Um, but I don't know if they would accept it. If it, I might have to do it on PlayStation if they're going to accept it, <laughs> like on the physical thing and not an emulator. Oh right, yeah. I guess. What what it, do they not accept? Emulated runs, I guess not. I, I think yeah, they do. Okay, I'm sure they do, but it's a different category though. I'm not. Ah, I don't know. Right. Like yeah. if if it's the the you know true speedrunners, they played on the original system. Yeah. Whatever. Right, right, right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, we could talk POE for five minutes. Cause I think that's about how long me and co played the league, at least on stream. <laughs> uh, co, what'd you think about it? Uh, and all honestly, I've actually been playing it the past three days at night, just like an hour or two here and there and playing much slower. Cause that's what that game is now. But yeah, I still kind of think the same thing that I did, uh, upon release. Co, what did you think of, uh, the POE changes in 3.15? Um, I think that it's a lot. I think that a big thing about POE I always liked was kind of the the thing about being able to just, you know, kind of tune out and farm loot. And that's one of the things that I've said numerous times on this show and on my stream that my favorite leagues are one that just kind of cater to that same gameplay loop and, and are things you can do easily along with what you're already doing. Mm. And I feel like this league kind of spun it all on its head a little bit. It's a lot that has changed. Um, I did a two-hour sponsored stream of it, and by the time I was done with it, I was kind of like, yeah, I think I'll probably sit this league out um, just because it, it it feels like a completely different experience now. Um, and, and, I, and I think that it may be a testament to maybe being a little bit slower with, with maybe a little bit less verbose with overhauls. Um, I think that it's it's a cool concept in kind of slowing the things down and, and making them a bit more dangerous. But in the same vein, it's a it's a big change right now, um, especially in the early change. game because that's all I played. Yeah, and uh, and and I don't know. I'm not like a huge PoE person. I usually dive in. I usually dive in every league to play it for a little bit. Sometimes I go a lot longer than others. But I think for casual players, it is a lot. Yeah, I think it's actually uh, speaking to the idea of like a casual player. I think if they were to play this game now, they wouldn't actually get out of Act One until being like, "What?" Like it, they made they made a game that was already a giant hill, mountain, Everest that you have to climb over 
to like actually understand it and get into the game. They've actually added like a second Everest to that mountain yeah. in terms of enjoying and, and understanding and what that you, game is. To give you an idea of, of how the community is receiving it, Path of Exile for the first time is mixed on Steam. Wow, I did I did not know a that. Free-to-play game. Yeah. I, I know that uh, everyone was so, touting like a uh, player percentage yeah. drop-offs or something in that first weekend was uh, the highest it's been or something like that, but... I think in a lot of ways that's to to be expected with the amount of changes that they did, right? Like yeah. change on the internet doesn't ever do well and change in a game like this is not going to do well, especially when they basically took what was like the core of it, which was a fast ARPG power creep simulator. And now it's not that, right? Like people are going to be a little bit. They changed, they changed the core. I think that's a really good way to say it. Um, yeah. and, and one of the things that I think definitely would have been a lot smarter is to take everything in this patch and like break it into regions or, or types and then slowly introduce that as like something happening in the background as they do their normal big introduction of of different things um add into that that personally i feel the mechanic of this league on top of this also slows things down a lot which made it not super great um so it was kind of like a double whammy in in some cases but yeah, just a huge amount of changes a league mechanic that was okay and uh and it was just a little bit of a, a, a not my favorite leap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am, I am enjoying it a little bit more on a different character with the idea that I'm like approaching the game almost completely different, right? Like I'm playing at one and two hour spurts and slowly getting through maps rather than just like sitting down for four to five hours and just like pushing through it as fast as possible. Um, so that's been a little bit different of an experience and, and it's been a little bit enjoyable. Um, and I keep, you know, I'm excited to go back tonight cause I do want to get to maps on it and I'm playing a build that's not necessarily been or seen, uh, the farm up North, <laughs> like it's still, are you going to stream it anymore? Uh, no, no. I stopped streaming it after Saturday of the league launch. I, I, you're not going to go back. No, no, I don't, I don't really plan on streaming it. Unless that's the type of thing where there's really nothing to play in the next two weeks. Um, but I also think from like a viewership standard uh, speaking in a business sense, uh, I think viewership for it has kind of dropped off um, a little bit faster than I think it has in previous leagues. Um, it's still doing well uh, in a, for a large portion of the streamers, but it's definitely dropped off. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just slow. Um, it's, it's definitely slower. Um, and I'm curious to see once I actually get to kind of the map section with the build that I'm playing, if it, uh, if it still feels the same, I haven't really like interacted too much with the flask changes apart from them, just like not being great while leveling. Uh, and the idea of like piano flasking doesn't really work anymore, but retraining my brain to not piano flask after 2000 hours of piano flasking, piano flasking for, by the way, is hitting one through five every couple of seconds, 2000 hours of that, uh, is really hard to untrain. And so I'm curious to see how that goes. And, and yeah, I just kind of want to check out the league and, uh, in a slower approach, I, I guess is how we'll see uh, and how it goes. But I think in a lot of ways too, chat is correct. in the fact that they are starting to prepare people for their vision of what POE two is going to be. And that's going to be a, a little bit slower of a game in a lot of ways. Cool. So We'll see how it goes. Um, I think the next league is what October. I, I think 
So there's a potential. That I wonder it- if we're going to be seeing like giant changes for the next multiple leagues where they're just going to be like, I don't know, you know swinging to one end of the spectrum to the other, like, go, like trying to find a sweet spot by just doing big sweeping, like groups of changes or, or if they're going to stick to this, it's going to be just as interesting if they're just like, Hey, we made all these changes and we're sticking with them and we're going to see how it goes. Although I have to say with the, with the general reception, don't get me wrong. I'm seeing a lot of people in chat that are saying that they like the changes. They're having a great time in this league. And, and that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad a lot of people are, Yeah. but it does seem the general consensus is a little too much too fast. So I wonder if that's going to play into, I wonder if they're kind of like shooting themselves in a, in the foot a little bit, because now they're never going to be able to make both groups happy. It's either going to be, let's go back and piss off the people that like it, or let's stay where we are and just try to ride this out. And it's not a great position to be in. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with it. They said as such in their, their manifesto or uh, in Chris's manifesto that he put out before the, the patch launched that um, they're like changes to act one in terms of difficulty is kind of, they're going to approach each act that way and take each act that way to make it a little bit more different and up the enemy AI and, and all that stuff. Um, I think if they just toned down monster damage, just a tiny, tiny bit that it would kind of equalize. Cause essentially what they did is nerfed player damage and then mm-hmm. gave mobs HP. And so it was a double whammy of like, have fun, beating your head against the wall and don't the mon- do the monsters hit any harder too i think they do yeah i, I don't know the stats uh the- i find my- i found myself having to be a lot more careful especially early game act like- one is definitely that way they redid all of act yeah. one it's brutal right like you'll get one shot by aroa oh it's just some act one mobs yeah that's saying yep okay. yep okay. um cool. and it's brutal like i said aroa will one shot you if it rams you it will kill you were uh, the changes to act one just for act one or is this them trying it on an act with plans to extend them out <laughs> as i just stated for the last five minutes oh, while no. you're reading chat uh they're gonna be changing <laughs> this over the course of time i know I'm, i just i'm talking specifically <laughs> about the damage not the other stuff just the damage we're talking about oh oh i think but, just the yeah. damage was for act just one the damage. yeah 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 i'm listening <laughs> there's something else to do right now yeah man it's nice that it ain't me this time no. <laughs> I was listening. I, you misunderstood me. I've been freaking talking to you the whole time. What are you talking about? <coughs> Anyways, uh, it's it's definitely an interesting. I'm not even logged into Final Fantasy right now. I know that's that's it's telling because I logged in to yell at you to log out and you weren't even online. And now I'm online doing my retainers. And now oh I'm look not, at that! I'm not even online. <laughs> this is all a goof. Anyways, uh, <laughs> if you could show a little respect, JP. While we're discussing this, I'd appreciate it. The first time in 291 episodes that he's not online. I, you know, <laughs> kudos to you. Good, sir. To be fair, I logged out 10 minutes ago. But that's go. not I the point not... Or, or part of this conversation. There you go. There you go. Uh, that's POE. I, I, you know, we're not the, the POE aficionados, I, I definitely think. No. If you want more uh, questions answered, definitely go hit up um, Ziz or Mathel. Um, and kind of that crew, they they have uh, played the game every day up until now, and will probably continue playing the game for uh, some time from now, and can give you a lot better opinion on it. So go check out their stuff. I think they might even be uh, live now. Uh, Cody, you want to talk the ascent? Did you finish it? Did you oh, finish that I game? I did. Okay. Oh, I did not. Tell me about this game. Everybody's raving about it. I want to know. Oh, it's so good. 
It's it's like a it's a twin stick shooter. It's got phenomenal okay. environments. It's got a fantastic soundtrack. It's got uh, some RPG elements, a large amount of guns. It's it's pretty fast paced, although the traveling around without killing stuff could probably be sped up a little bit. But it's just fun. Like I had a great time with the scent. The story was cool. Um, yeah, I I can't. The the team that made it is named Neon Giant. And they are a smaller team. I think there's about 12 of them. Uh, they did have help from, you know, like consulting stuff outside. But man, this game was fun. I, I mean, the music is so good. It's uh, it's not only like a super techie soundtrack, but it's that kind of music that amps up as you're doing things in the game. So like you'll come up to a timer or something and the music will start like for the first 30 seconds, like kind of muted with a, with, a, with a phase over it. And then all of a sudden it gets to like a minute and then all of a sudden the bass drops and it starts like really pounding and stuff. And yeah, it's a great game, and if you like top-down ARPGs, strongly recommend, especially if you're a cyberpunk fan. I had so many people during this being like, oh, cool, it's like a better cyberpunk. And I was like, no, it's different, but there are things about this game I do like better than in cyberpunk. Um, like, yeah. it, it really does a great job of making the city seem immersive. There, I mean, look at look at those backgrounds and stuff. I mean, it it, it uh, the music was, was fantastic the entire time. And uh, yeah, strongly recommend this game. Price is good for it, too. Mm-hmm. And it's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. Game yeah. Pass version is not the Steam version, though, and I think they're trying to rectify that. But the Game Pass version does have some weirdness. Like you can't go to DX12, which is fine because it's buggy anyway. You can't do a difficulty selection on the Game Pass version because it's the Xbox version. There's no difficulty on the Xbox, oh. so there's some weirdness. Um, huh. But overall, it's great. Because I, I played DX12 on Game Pass, but I don't think the DSL no DSLR is a camera. DLSS oh. doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I and, and ray tracing either. I assumed yes. that people couldn't use that stuff because they couldn't do DX12. But I guess you can do DX12 and just not turn that stuff on or not have the option to turn. It on. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little. It's different. I, I think at the end of the day, I think that statement is is true. So, um, how much? So I'm trying to think of like set piece wise without spoiling. The story was whatever to me. I it's all voice acted. Uh, at least I think it's all voice acted. I didn't. I only played up to a certain point. Um, yeah, some of the quests and stuff aren't. How long? How long was your playthrough? I guess is maybe the best way to say that because I played I like five to... hours, six hours into the first day. Thirteen point eight hours, and there were okay. a ton of side quests I didn't do. Yeah, there's a lot of side quests for sure. Um, then I, I probably got about halfway through it on on day one. What uh, what like gun did you use? I feel like that. I bounced around. Okay. I really liked assault rifles, though. Same. I was a big fan of assault rifles. And um, as I got closer to the end of the game, I was using some some different ones as well. Um, but mostly assault rifles. Yeah, this turret sucked. By the way, same thing that's happening to you happened to me. It did a lot of damage. Um, does the Use the wrong gun type? Ah, does the the story? change or pick up or is it kind of the same all the way through it picks up there there's a couple like major events that happen in the story that i feel make it a lot more interesting okay um like you know you go from working for one person to another to like a different situation to like you know all of a sudden there's some reveals and stuff so there there is definitely more interesting story stuff in the later part of the game got it yeah i, I think how, how does the the skill progression work or if there is one uh, skill progression like, is done in a in a couple ways. There's not really skills, but there's stats. There's mm -hmm. also armor and gear, okay. which affects those stats as well. Um, but uh, are, the stats are broken into a variety of things. Like there's a crit rate stat, uh, reloading your tacticals and, and how much tactical juice you get. That's like grenades and turrets and spawnable robots and things. There's uh, some tank type stats. There's some 
spell casting type stats, which is like your cyberware and things of that nature. And uh, there's some gun related stats for like reloading and how accurate guns are, things like that. Is yeah. it all discovered or is it XP based? Um, it's mostly XP based, but then your armor also plays directly into your stats as well. And you're constantly getting different types of armor and, 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 uh, and things you can wear and use. So that, that factors into it for sure. Is there uh, the, uh, the reason why I ask is because it looks like um, like your your base speed seems a little bit slower to me. I'm just wondering if there's like augments to like pick up pick that up. Your base like, speed is if slow. I want to be like a melee character or if I want to be like no melee you know, explosives or something like that. No, okay. Yeah, you kind of no always melee. have to shoot a gun. There's a melee yeah, ability, but it it's uses like a different resource pool and it's not yep, something. And one of the do. only ones. Yeah. Um, is, is that when you get at the beginning? There, there's a couple others, but there there are like shotguns, which you if you're right next to the enemy, do a huge amount of damage. And if you're not, they really don't do well at all. Um, and there are some ways to like traverse distance and stuff like leaping in and things of that nature. But primarily, uh, one of my biggest complaints about this game was the move speed. There's no stats that raise your move speed. There's no sprint or anything like that. Yeah. And there are portions and times in this game where you are just having to run across large areas like in a city and stuff like that, where you're not really doing much. Um, I think they probably put that in to let you kind of appreciate the very cool cities and maps they've crafted. But at the same time, I really wish there was a sprint in this. Yeah. It would really help. There, There is a taxi system that you, you have to use money to like zip around and that helps alleviate a lot of the stuff. At least it did for me when I got that. But this is the speed of the game, uh, what you're seeing it's here. It's also dodging. You're not seeing me do that a lot in this game, but there is there is a dodge mechanic. A you can even alter the dodge with some stuff later on. Oh, cool. And if you do spam dodge, then it does go a little bit quicker, but not a huge amount. Yeah, if you want to Zelda speed run your way through this, you could probably just roll around nonstop. <laughs> it might be like a smidgen faster. Um, that, there it is. Uh, I don't know if, if we'll get to it, but um, or when we get to, but I, I played Death's Door, and that was my well, that was, uh, your, that was your... my biggest my biggest complaint about Death's Door is that the, like I I had to like in order to feel like I was moving faster, I had to just roll everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It was just like it. I mean, I get it. It was just kind of annoying. I was doing the same here. That's- that's the same with this game. That pinging system, I didn't know that was there until I played for about five hours. Uh, the thing where it like showed where to go, that's bound. It was bound to like P oh, or yeah. something by default. Oh, it had some, yeah. Oh, yeah. O is the I default. I bounded to mouth. I should have it rebounded. Tough. It should have been. Yeah. That's what it should have been to begin with. I don't know why they bound it to yeah. O. Of Another all major complaint is if you don't have the mission selected, it doesn't show up on your map. Right, and that is like that is trademark bad design decision that any any game where you're juggling a huge amount of quests at a time you should always make it so those quests can be seen or easily selected on the map and if you don't have a quest selected on this map or on in this game it, you might as well not have it in terms of like looking around the world and stuff which is really annoying because you get to a new area and you have to bring up your quest log and like click on each quest and see if anything lights up in your area <laughs> yeah and then go back to whatever you're doing and keep going so it's like, yeah it's it's rough that's rough. You made me that your your chat comment made me laugh. Katie. Yeah. By the way, in case you didn't know, funny. guys, O is what starts objective. That makes it a good keybind. Not that it's on the complete opposite <laughs> side of WASD on the keyboard. That's what makes it a bad one. Thanks for no, listening to my TED. Talk. Yeah, that was that was a problem twenty <laughs> fucking years ago with yeah. Deus Ex. That right. was my biggest complaint about Deus Ex. It was like all of the key bindings you need that are not movement are on the other <laughs> side of the yeah. fucking keyboard. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't expect you to use a mouse back then. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, I know. You know what? I want to caps you right now, Co. True. I know they didn't expect them. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe I, well, they shouldn't have put in mouse support. That's on them. Yeah, that's true. That's right. true. I found myself right. uh, like this game touts itself as a twin stick shooter, but I, I kind of enjoyed the cover aspect of it a little bit more than I did. Like, cause it, it's still, it's still a twin stick shooter, which also funny enough, zoomers don't know what the fuck a twin stick shooter is. I don't know if you encountered that at all, but I had to constantly explain what a twin stick shooter is nonstop, <laughs> which was really interesting. Um, what's what's the first one you remember like what's the first one it's the you xbox remember summer playing? of arcade games where like every game was a twin okay. stick shooter back in the day um, hotline was mine hotline miami like that's where i discovered like oh that's a twin stick that's what they mean by that okay yeah i mean i guess smash is probably like one of the first ones that i played but yep smash tv anyways i found myself constantly using the cover uh in this game to like great effect and, and that made the combat a lot more fun than just kind of like walking around and shooting nonstop. And also the, the idea of like, if you aim down sights, it like elevates your shot or something like that, where you can't shoot people yeah, if they're, hide. yeah, yeah. You can't shoot people if they're, or monsters, if they're small, but if they're like hiding behind a wall, then you can elevate your gun and, and shoot high across it. That, that was a fun little thing they added in there. Um, I think first and foremost though, what this game does the best and what this game uh, was very impressed or in very much impressed me by was just how good it looks through and through. It's a phenomenal looking game and they do not like they make set pieces for you to just be like pretty good, pretty good looking. Like in the very beginning, you walk up to an elevator and there's this giant background. You're like, God damn, that's, that's impressive. That's very impressive. It's like the same as coming out of a cave in like an RPG and you get to like, you're standing in front of the whole open world you're about to traverse. There's yeah. some really, really great, great set pieces in the game. Yeah. That, I like, haven't been looking at your, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that elevator on the, where you're going like this or whatever up was a great shot as well, where it was just like very pretty, very pretty. What were going to say, Z? I haven't been uh, paying close attention to your character throughout the skipping around in the video and stuff. Um, uh, a, is the character customizable to start with? And B, uh, does equipment you give get change your character's look does it go on the yes character? and yes the the character awesome. is is very customizable uh, customizable at the beginning and then every piece of gear and well not every piece but your helmet and your chest and your legs i think that's what you have right maybe sounds one. about right I'm pretty sure it's yeah those three uh will all change how your character looks completely yeah so awesome. and there's tons there's like oh. there's visors there's like full helmets there's crazy big helmets there's like hacking things there's you know, anywhere from like normal straight uh, trench coat style jackets to like actual cyber tech armor to like, uh, now, like black jackets with li- uh, lights on them and stuff like all sorts of stuff. Does it all look cool or is it like a fucking stupid Harley like Quinn mess? Like cyberpunk, yeah. It looks no, kind of not so like bad. cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. They all look at least okay. You do not turn up to look like some kind of methed out clown college dropout like you do by the time you try to match. It has better stats. You definitely don't Dude, oh. look as bad as you did in Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077, but I don't think you look that great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I thought you looked. I liked. I liked my look in this pretty much the whole time, especially towards the end. Once you start getting like the, the oh, purple yeah. gear, like the gear halfway. and stuff, you start looking like. You, I, <laughs> at the end, I looked like some kind of cyber souped up super soldier. I was very happy. Yeah, Zeke, a, a great thing that I think you'll appreciate is uh, the pair of pants that I was using was a MC H pants. And yes, it does stand. It, they they are MC Hammer pants, like through and through. Yes. They're yeah. they're parachute pants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Does it give you a Does it give you a different kind of dodge roll where you do the like the? 
No, I wish that would be great. I, I wish that was the case. You you look the at case. the description, and it's just oh oh. That's all it is. <laughs> that would have been incredible. I would, I would have liked that a lot. Would have been too legit. It I don't would. think I would quit. Quit even. Yeah. 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 Um, I also wish because there are so many different because it takes place on like an alien planet, I think, and there, yeah, something like that. Um, and I kind of wish you could play some of those other races, but I guess from the way that like how the game handles where you can like aim up and, and crouch and all that stuff, I don't think it would have worked on that degree unless it just does away with that stuff for like a stat bonus or something, right? Like it's a, a plus and minus, but yeah, I would have loved to be, be some of the other races because the races do look cool. There's like this giant, like hulky race and there's also teeny tiny little guys um, and they pop up from time to time. They're, they're cool. I enjoyed it. It's all, like I said, I think we mentioned this, but it's worth mentioning again. It's all voice acted from the quest. I don't, are the side quests voice acted? No. Okay. Side quests have like some kind of alien language, like, and then I'll just like have the text and you just click through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is co-op up to four players. I've heard kind of different takes on the co-op working, not it's working. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I haven't heard, I've heard good stories and bad stories. I haven't heard like a, a 100% confirmation of it. Um, and I also don't know how they handle scaling when it comes to the enemies, um, when there's four players in there. Because the time to kill, is, as you're seeing here, is pretty quick. Um, these mobs might be lower level, but yeah. I don't know how it handles all that, so we can't really speak to the multiplayer experience. But it's on Game Pass. It runs, what, 20 bucks, 30 bucks? What's it cost, Co? Not that expensive. Yeah, 20 or 30 is currently going for $26.99. 26 okay. Got 10% it. off. It's another $30 pretty much. On sale from 30. Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone in my chest says everyone gets all the pickups, so it's duplicated gear throughout co-op. That's kind of cool. There you go. You don't have to fight for gear. But cool. Oh, uh, uh do choices matter RPG style or not? No. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Nope. It's a it's a relatively linear experience. Still cool. fun. All right. That's yeah. fine. You can kind of get off the the correct path though. Right actually here, I think if Co would continue on that ground you'll meet mobs that are like five or six levels higher than you oh oh the world is at its heart it's a semi-open world game yeah so there there are not there there are times where you are content gated where you have to complete a quest or get to a certain part of a story to open something up but there are other times when you can just explore around and and in doing that you may go into an area with statically significantly higher level mobs than you are capable of doing there were more than a couple times i would go into an area and i would see an enemy fire at it to see its level, and then by the time it fires one bullet at me, I just get one shot. <laughs> so you found the Boom, level yeah. 20 mobs as well around that fountain, huh? Well, I've, I've, a few of them. A few of them. <laughs> also, uh, kind of cool, I was getting towards the end of the game and someone was like, hey, did you, did you get this gun? It's it's this really great gun. I think you'd love it. Um, and I was like almost towards the end of the game, and I was like, no, what are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, you got to go back to this area and then go to the top left, and there's a whole optional area you never need to go to, oh, and wow. go in there, and you'll get this. It's basically... Spoilers. It's an assault rifle that fires explosive ammo. Oh, damn. And it's like, holy shit, man. So, like, I went there and started walking through it, got the gun, and sure enough, it was absolutely incredible. But um, you wouldn't even ever need to go there if you didn't want to, if you followed the main story only. So, I'm sure there's more than a couple parts that are like that. Yeah. I, I somehow saved up, uh, there's like gold credits, whatever, in the system or in, in the game. Um, and some of the things that you can buy, there's like merchants for everything. There's like a gunsmith that, so you can upgrade guns and, 
an armor smith and all that type of stuff um and i ended up buying like an augment or, or what is it called Maybe it was a loadout. It was essentially it was a grenade. It's like the the tacticals. Yeah, so I I got a tactical, which was like uh, it basically lifted the mob up and held them in place, so you could just Basis sit there grenade. and shoot them. Yeah, that thing was great. I enjoyed using that a lot. Uh, super low level, uh, is very very strong, and so it has a bunch of that stuff that you can just save up for and buy and, and and feel that power creep. But yeah, that's the ascent. It's good. It's a very pretty looking game. Um, I don't think it's too demanding. Also on PCs, did do you know? I think it runs pretty much on a lot of some stuff. People had some stuttering issues, but apparently that's something that's not like performance. Yeah, I think stuff. that's there, the X12. A, a stuttering problem. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah. Yeah. cool. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, talk some more games because we still got a bunch that we've played over the uh, the past week and change. Uh, Zeke's got Indie Sundays. Also, uh, you played Death's Door, right, Zeke? Was that on yes, Indie I- Sunday? Okay. I, I, yeah, I played I played it a little bit and I finished it. Uh, I actually hundred by uh, uh, got all the achievements. Oh, awesome! Time. Great, I can't wait to talk about that. So, take a break. We'll come back and uh, discuss all that right after this. We'll see you guys for more drop frames in about uh, six or seven minutes. See you then. Welcome back to Drop Frames. Going to the second half here. Zeke, let's uh, let's start off with uh, some Death's Door. I've heard uh, a lot of buzz about this on uh, on the old twatters over the past uh, two weeks or so. Is it worth it? How do you feel about it? Uh, what, what is Death's Door? Uh, Death's Door is a, uh, a Zelda-like action uh, game with... Uh, uh, there's a, there's like a central uh, overworld area, and then you enter like a dungeon, just like you would with Zelda. Okay. Uh, the what you're seeing right now is one of the first dungeons. Uh, it's the um, <clears throat> uh, the manor, the um, the witch's manor is what it's called, and uh, there are four. I think I want to say four different uh, dungeons you go into. Uh, it's not it, it's not a terribly long game i would say uh took me oh shit right i leave it on i was looking at my hours it's like 32 it's like nope you left it on overnight (laughs) or or left it on when you're watching a show or something so my steam hours are not (laughs) indicative of how long it took but um it was one of those rare games that i uh i 100 percented i got all the got all the achievements um i had to do two two runs the first the first run you know organically blind whatever Second run, I had to go. You have you go through it with uh, a like the worst weapon in the game or whatever, and you have to finish the game. Um, but it is has a lot of really cool shit going for it. Um, the environment is really cool. Uh, uh, changes quite a bit from the witch's manor to the to the uh, the frog uh, layer to this to that. Um, so the color scheme changes up quite a bit. Uh, if you're in the, um, you go back to the, God, the, the office of the death, you're a crow, you play a crow and, uh, you are responsible for taking souls to death's door, uh, and transporting them from their bodies or whatever to the other side. Mm. Um, and the whole premise uh, of the game starts that you have 
lost the soul, a big soul, and you're looking for it. Um, and uh, the the hub of the or the, the hub the um the place you always return to where you upgrade your skills and all that kind of stuff is all in black and white. It's where all the crows live, and it's set up like a like they sit at desks and there's a uh, they type and there's you know like it's it's like the um like kind of like Loki like there's a a place where everybody works out of mm. and then goes to the overworld to find uh the souls all right um uh, it's it's like low what loki it's a marvel thing <laughs> you know the yeah. the giant franchise that you haven't watched before <laughs> you said low key. they should actually make <laughs> an eastern european radiation infused hero and that's how we'll get <laughs> call him radiation let's call, man let's call him the stalker it writes the stalker. Itself. there you go it's let's good. call him the stalker yeah. I'm in. That's how we get Co on board into the MCU. I get on board. <laughs> Made in the Chernobyl reactor in 1980. It's great. It's great. He sounds cool. I'm into it. Well, that's what Black uh, Widow is. Uh, uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's. Sure. You should watch Why Black not? Widow. <laughs> or maybe don't. Um, you know. That's that's fine too. <laughs> the the fact that you're a uh, a bird only plays in uh as far as like story elements go you quickly forget that you're a bird when it comes to like playing the game and gameplay and stuff you don't like fly or anything like that it's just like you're you wield a weapon you have uh sub weapons like that you collect throughout uh the first one you get is the bow so uh it plays i mean it plays a lot like zelda uh you can there's up there's an upgrade system all the uh the pink things that you see flying into me, those are the, basically the currency. The difficulty of the game is accessible. I'll say that. It's hmm. it's challenging, but it never felt like I had to beat my head against uh, an area or a boss for too long until I beat it. Um, <clears throat> if you uh, play this game, be prepared for people to say that Baru played it all in one sitting and <laughs> beat it because okay. he did, I guess. Sure. And, uh, but there is a, one cool thing that I really liked about it was after the credits, there is more game. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Like after the credits, there's a good chunk of game left to do. If you want, if you choose to, hmm. um, you don't have to, but it's cool enough. And, gives you more shit to explore more stuff to discover there's also um lots of secrets to find throughout the throughout the game so uh uh be looking for places to you know come back to like you'll see uh a web and you'll go oh shit i know how to deal with those i'll or i i know how to or you'll see a place the web get something and you go, Oh, that I remember that place. Web. I'm good. I got to go back to there. Just like Zelda. Like you see like the doorway with the cracks and you're like bombs. Once I get bombs, I'm coming back there. There's quite a bit of that, quite a bit of going back and going, okay, now I can open this place because I have a thing. Um, it's like I said, it's not, it's not terribly long, but the tone of it, the, the, the music it's, it all, very harmonically fits together. It doesn't feel like anything in the game is 
uh, wasn't put there on purpose, wasn't thought out, wasn't uh, meticulously matched to what, what was going on. Uh, I, I will say I wish there was more of it. I do wish there was more of the game. Um, because like, if there was, I probably I might not 100 percent of it. You know, like true. It takes a very uh, a very certain special like length and uh, challenge uh, lowering for me to actually you know <laughs> get a game and do all the achievements. But that's that was my problem. My only complaint about the game was that it was uh, I, I just wanted more of it, which is probably good. You know, cool. um, but yeah, fucking wonderful game. One of the better games I've played this year, for sure. Nice. Yeah. It's cool. uh, 20 bucks. It's on uh, Xbox One, S, and X, as well as PC. I guess no PS4 or PS5 version of this yet. And it is not on Game Pass, which is kind of surprising. I wonder wonder what happened there. Maybe it's going to come later. Who knows? Not now. Yeah. Oh, and uh, you didn't pay um, him enough. That's what happened. Yeah, maybe they maybe Devolver wanted more money or something. <laughs> Who knows? And if you're wondering if this looks familiar or you've seen like similar, this is the same team who did Titan Souls. Right. It's two people, right? Acid Nerf. I'm not I'm not sure. Okay. If how many people made the game, but yeah. I think that's <laughs> what chat was saying. Uh cool. What is this the PC version, by the way, that you're playing here? Yes, okay. yes. I'm playing it on Steam and with with a controller, and it feels, I mean, you know, Zelda feels comfortable with the controller. Yeah, no issues or anything gameplay performance-wise? Nothing. I assume not. Okay. Cool. Zero. That is that. Uh, Ko, you've been oh, jumping just into... Just real quick. Sure. Sorry, just real quick before we... Uh, something that I, I failed to mention. The story of the game um, is engaging and not it's not too much it doesn't try to it doesn't try to over uh extend itself as far as like going into lore and stuff it just gives you nice little chunks as you go along there's some cool like humorous parts uh i'll just say the cook the person who like the the person who gives you like you find him and he gives you soup that's pretty goddamn funny um but the the way it wraps up and the way it like plays out and then wraps up is very concise and very well done. Beginning, middle, end. I wasn't left like disappointed. Hmm. Cool. Cool. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Forgotten City. Have you? We've. Is this a new game or have we talked about this game before? We have talked about this game. This game is a new game based on the mod for like Oblivion or Skyrim. That's okay. So I watched yeah. the trailer for this and I was, yeah, great. Okay. I know what this game is now. Thank you for reminding me. Why don't you tell everyone else, Co, what this game is? Uh, Forgotten City is basically, I don't, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's very easy to spoil the game and I don't want to, but the, the TLDR is the Forgotten City is an adventure game where you are quickly sucked into an environment where you are not super comfortable and you're not really sure what's going on. And you need to figure out not only the structure of that environment, but how you are going to deal with it. And the process is basically it's fully voice acted. There's a lot of great voice acting. It is an exploration game at heart, uh, a dialogue game where you're figuring out how and what to say to people, how to talk to people and what to say to them. 
And at the same time, you're kind of unraveling this, this sequence of mysteries that are all kind of running in parallel into what this world is, how it functions, um, like who the players are in it, and what's going on, essentially. Short and sweet. I, okay, I touched on this. I, I played it like for, I want to say like an hour and change. Uh, let me see here. There we go. Yeah, 89 minutes. So I played it for like an hour and a half. Um, and I just, I have to know that entire hour and a half was just talking. <laughs> is it, is it, which it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good well, dialogue and all that shit. But like, I didn't like an hour and a half. I didn't get to. Yes. Like, throw the, the way that it works. <laughs> there's a, there's a handful, maybe more than a handful. There's a limited number of players and those players okay. uh, all play important roles. And once you're kind of introduced and talk to them all for the first time, it becomes a lot more gameplay oriented. Okay. Okay. So there, there is kind of like, I don't want to call it a barrier, but there is, there is a, a, a hill you get over in meeting everyone for the first time, hearing their story, figuring out what they are and what they do. And then once you kind of get that established, it becomes much more about, okay, what are the events that are happening? How do I interact with the events? Um, there was, for instance, like a stretch of God, uh, 30, 45 minutes today in the session. I didn't talk to anybody. It was just me okay. like exploring and running around and doing things. Um, okay. So it, the first part, there's a lot of talking as you meet people. However, you don't need to do all of that at the beginning. You, you can, this is a game you can kind of take at your own pace. There is not necessarily a, a right or wrong way to do it. And there are, there are deep set mechanics in the game, which means that you really can do what you want when you want to do. Um, so it, it is, if, if you're not, if you've talked to a few people and you want to do something else, go do something else. Like, like there's no reason, there's nothing, there's no uh, rush or timing situation where you can't just do other things and then come back and do other stuff later. Cool. You no, I, 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 when I booted it up and I played like the hour and a half that I did, it like sucked me right in as far as um, the environment and the, the, the mystery of it. Like what the, you know, you, you're left, you start with what the fuck's going on kind of a feeling. And that unravels it seems like throughout like the more you talk to people um and i was just wondering like because i said like all right we've talked to people for like an hour and change let's go try and get into a fight and i couldn't find <laughs> one i was like maybe there's no fights maybe it's all just like exploration talking and puzzles i didn't get to, I didn't get to any puzzles either it says puzzles in the description of the game like in the blurb but uh, i didn't get to any of those either so it was just and i don't mind games that are just talking but Someone told me it was a Skyrim mod, so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That means I, I'll get a sword and some magic, maybe some sneaking or something. Like, yeah, I don't think... It, <laughs> the trailer did a decent job of showing that like none of that really exists, as far as yeah. I can tell, uh, in the game. But yeah. I, would, I will say, if you if you want the, like, uh, their, like, hook, so to speak, into the story of the game, the trailer does a pretty good job of showing you what that is without showing you like too much it's enough to like be able to say like oh i think i'll like that or oh i don't know if i'm gonna like that type deal uh, but it is a lot of talking from the trailer and it sounds two like words, it's a lot of talking in general the two words without going into it too much are um i believe the technical term is timey wimey yeah 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 i'd agree with that having just watched the trailer <laughs> um are you done with it do you know how long it is do you know anything around that Slightly spoilery, but I think this is okay. Uh, I got an ending today. I got a finality. Okay. And there are different finalities. 
and I have enjoyed and liked my experience enough in this game to where tomorrow I am planning on firing it back up and exploring other finality. Okay. Cool. I have about seven-ish hours in it so far. Um, and I've and I and I have really been enjoying it. So we're gonna be doing that tomorrow. Yeah. That is un unless uh, a, a gentleman dropped in my chat a little bit ago and, and just let me know my stream is done. Um and not just on Twitch. So oh. I um I if I if I am able to stream tomorrow, then I will do that. But okay. All right, let us know um, how that goes. Let yeah. us know how that goes. Uh, um we talked about this game uh with Strippin when he was on, and I think it was enough to uh to sell Zeke on it after uh, i think his chat hounded him as well into playing this zeke uh how'd you how'd you like wildermyth was it is it a good one did you get past the art style how do you how do you feel okay wildermyth <laughs> oh god i don't know if that's good or you bad. had to prepare for yeah it. that was a prep that was a all right okay all right what do you <laughs> talk to me zeke it's a very well put together game Meaning it's the gameplay uh, works and everything's fine. Everything's in the right place. The aesthetic, like I've said before, is not something that I, I'm usually into uh, and still not. I, I, don't, not like, I, 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 I want to like it. I do. But I, I, I thought about going back to it. Like after, the, after that stream, I thought about going back to it in my off time. And I just couldn't find, like, I didn't, like, have the will to, or want to do it. It's a grid-based, paper cutout like, game board right? with uh, uh, turn-based combat and all that kind of stuff. But it just didn't have, like, maybe it was the story. Like, it didn't have enough of a, of a pull, I guess, for me to, because I, I, I don't even remember what it's about. I'll be honest with you, like, I don't know, like, what the story is. I do remember, I like... The mechanics of the game were very fun. Um, there was cool uh, a cool mechanic that instead of like magic spells like fireball, lightning bolt, that kind of stuff, the the magic users use uh, pieces of their environment to cast a spell. So they have to be uh, a within visual range or like sight. They have to be able to see it. They have to be in range to use it. So like you can uh, um, what's the what's the term for it, guys? Chat uh you like meld with a rock or a chair or a um infuse thank you that's the word you infuse with these things a uh, bookcase and stuff like that and all the all they uh, they have different abilities that you can use like if you infuse with something that's wooden a lot of times you can make it uh explode in like a splinter aoe thing like an hmm. explosion so if an enemy's close to that that's what you can do if you infuse with a rock you can either have it throw like rock pellets at the enemy, or you can have it like if you specialize in a certain class, you can have it put armor on you or a friend, stuff like that. And and it gets deeper and deeper as you go. Like more and more abilities arise. Um, it's a difficult game. There's it's a lot of challenge to it because of there's a lot of RNG elements. You will get um, sometimes you'll just get like boned on on rolls or on uh, percentages just like XCOM, you know right uh or like random events that will happen to you while you're playing will just suck just totally suck <laughs> and like really like put a damper on like oh man i felt powerful now i really don't anymore <laughs> you know like that kind of shit 
Um, How is the narrative stuff? Because I think that's the hook that everyone is is super about. Though, that's that's the thing. I I, I don't. Let me guess. It. Oh oh <laughs> oh. Well, you don't remember like because everyone talks about how the choices and everything like that are are long lasting yeah. and impact your character. But I could uh, in playing D and D, I would feel like you would feel constricted in their choices, and you would want to just make your own. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That is okay. That is pretty cool. No, All right, no, Joe Pesci, calm that's down. That's narrative, okay, though. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can I put the siren? Can I do the siren? <laughs> okay. 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 Whatever you want, Leo gets. Um. The, that is a that is a pretty decent mechanic, that your choices like follow you like the whole idea of the game is that you can go to retirement age um you can live to a certain age and then your character retires from adventuring and stuff like that and if you beat a level it says you have you know eight years of peace meaning that you're all your characters age eight years and in that time they uh like events happen to them like in that eight years, this happened. Had a child, got married, lost a hand, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That shit is pretty cool, and it persists uh, throughout. <laughs> just, like, it's okay to say you didn't like, like the game. I, I just want you to know that you could. I like the game. Like games. Okay. I just didn't like. It's it's like I like the game. I just didn't like the the table. I guess that I was playing the game on. Hmm. <laughs> I don't okay. know how to say it. Like if this, uh, if it, if it was, I don't know, more more towards like Dungeons and Dragons, dark, darkest dungeon maybe. Like it's too f- colorful and flowery, and I don't know. It's too much know, Nintendo. Man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's okay. a good. That's a good. Yeah, too much Nintendo. Not enough PlayStation. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, do you remember what? The, just so uh, we we give the the people the the full information. What does this game run? Do you know off the top of your head? Twenty bucks, something yeah, like that. I do indeed. It is twenty four ninety nine, and with the replayability, if you if you like it with the replayability, it, I would say it's absolutely worth it. Um, there's nothing wrong with this game uh, uh, unless you don't like the look of it. There you go. Okay. Uh, Co, what is High Fleet? I see some bots. Oh, for this. dude. Okay, High Fleet. Oh, I know. Uh, man, I watch all these trailers and you guys play the games. This is great. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so High Fleet is awesome. High Fleet is a huge combination of a ton of different things. So at at its heart, it's like a Dune style desert world where you are playing the the um. You are playing a person in a military, and you are you are leading a contingent. It is a it is a top down tactics type of game. You can see here the little dot is you, and you're moving around the map. You're having to manage your fuel, radar, IR systems, all sorts of different things. You're receiving radio transmissions and inter- intercepting them and coding them, and all sorts of my all sorts of different things. On top of that, it is a creative shipbuilding game where you are given like literally from the looks of it, eventually like 
50-ish, maybe more different ship parts, and you can then build your actual ship. And then this is the actual action part of it. This is what You are fighting cool. around using all the different things that you have built to then like do these crazy battles where there's like multiple ships, uh, multiple weapon types, you're launching flares, you're launching counter missiles, you're launching your own missiles. Um, on top of all of this, you're moving around the map in an FTL style game. So, you know, you go to the different locations and there's like random events that can happen. There's different types of, of locations that give you different things. Um, there's, a, there's a main arcing kind of story backbone that's leading you through this big campaign that's going on. Uh, every ship is completely modular. So you're taking like, you know, different damage in different places you have to repair and deal with. And it may alter how your ship works or flies or things like that. There's a like a landing mini game. There's a missile defense mini game there. I mean, it, it is so unique and there is so much to it. It is really, really cool. I'm actually restarting my run tonight uh, just because I've learned so much in my first run. This is the scavenging little mini game. So oh, this is, that's something we're not going to deal with right now. Um this is a little scavenging mini game where whenever you are done with a battle, uh, dude, I have like five contractors coming over today. <laughs> and um, you're, this little scavenging mini game, you have like different different things are happening at different times, and you have to prioritize like where your crew is going to go to get different things done. Like some things require protection, so do you spend time putting protection on, or do you risk sending them in unprotected? Do you want to go get the documents from the the headquarters? Do you want to invade or from the the head of the ship? Do you want to rescue survivors? Do you want to get their fuel? Do you want to get their weapons? Do you want to go try to get into the radio room and get code stuff that may help you get different messages later? Um, I mean, it is so wildly unique, and it has been a huge amount of fun so far. Thirty bucks? Is it worth it? You said you finished. I don't. It. I don't. What? No, I did not finish it. Oh, I you said you started not. your run. Start, I'm restarting my run. Oh, restarting um, your run. Okay, yes, I, thought... I, I have not. I don't think I've gotten anywhere near the end of this game. I barely scratched the surface. I'm still learning the game after like about three-ish hours. Um, do I think the game is worth it? I think it absolutely could be. But until I get the actual time into it, I am not sure. Um, I, I never I never establish value to a game until I've kind of like Whoa. done all the stuff. So this is kind of cool. That I'm that awesome. big-ass ship in the bottom. And that thing has like tons of cannons and guns and anti-air and all sorts of stuff and these other these other ships are kind of like flying around me this this fight was one of the biggest i've done so far and uh yeah it is it is so wild how this stuff works there's different weather effects that cause different things to happen you can see the rain on the screen is making it harder to see if it's super foggy you can't see the ships you're actually firing at just like the radar signatures and stuff huh. and it's it, there's a lot to it there's a lot to it yeah, yeah it's got it's a really, really cool look <clears throat> i mean what do you even call the it's hard to see in this because of all the, the fucking rain, but what do you call that art style behind it? Art? It's steampunk. It, yeah, is, it okay. is Dooney steampunk is sure. what it is. it is. It is very much a kind of like desert planet, futuristic. All the people wear like things in their nose that are attached to tubes. So it's, mm. it's very Dune in Dune, that regard. Yeah. There's a there's the, the native race of the planet all wear masks because they can't be exposed to air for too long. So like there's, there's all sorts of like very uh, influenced things in it from different kind of sci-fi genres but they've all kind of like coagulated in this in this one world that they're projecting here did that just say victory 29 crew members died <laughs> when you build out your your ship it all works on kind of a 2d so if you put armor all around the outside if they break through the armor then they'll start hitting components on the inside of your ship and as they do that then it'll start like killing crew members huh okay well, well, we'll check back. You're going to play it. You said you're playing more tonight, I'm going to play right? it at least tonight and probably more in the future, yeah. Cool. We'll, we'll check back then next week to see if you uh, 
have anything to add to that. Uh, should we do Indie Day, Zeke? I'm looking at time. Sure, if you, you want You to, got a bunch of other games, too. Bad Mojo, Nightblood. Uh, Bad rather- Mojo. Man, I played that game with my dad like 20-plus years ago. It was so cool seeing Zeke play it. That's an it oldie? such a blast from the past. Let's start with oh, Bad yeah. Mojo, then. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, All right. It was so cool. Let me find it. Bad Mojo. Uh, I Someone suggested this game. Now, I, I have a game suggestion to have in my Discord hint hit if you want to uh, suggest anything for me to play. Uh, but more often than not, it's for, like, indie games. People suggest for Indie Sunday. But it's also for, like, weird games that I uh, may have liked, may like, or may have missed uh, growing up. I don't like this game. And this was one of them, and I looked at it and immediately went, this is a game for me. And, boy, it was. It was a treat. Are you um, a roach? Yes, you are. You, that's, you play as a roach. I see. All, the whole game. The whole game you play as a roach. Uh, the controls are very complicated, though. Uh, huh. Up, down, left, right. That's it? That's it. That's it. That's all of them. The whole game Up, right down, there. left, right. No interact buttons whatsoever. Uh, you can escape to save the game or close it. But in the game, while you're playing, up, down, left, right. That's it. Um, it's just a game about uh, exploring figuring out how to get from one place to the next as a roach, uh, avoiding cat paws, slime stuff. If you get, if you get the, all the borders are covered with that kind of stuff. Maple well, syrup. Different materials. All yeah. Yeah. It's, it's different materials every time. The but norm. If, you get caught, yeah. if you get caught in them too long and you struggle too long, the game kills you and you have to like restart from a checkpoint or whatever. So you want to avoid those. Um, but you have to figure out how to make shit happen so you can accomplish your goals. Um, meaning if you want to, say, light a cigarette so you can start a fire and, and set up the smoke alarm, you have to figure out how to get that cigarette lit, how to get it on top of like some flammable material, like, I don't know, gasoline or paper or something like that. And then you have to make sure that the smoke alarm has batteries in it by uh, jumping on the test button to see if it's you know powered up, blah, blah, blah. So that's the gameplay. Here's where the fucking shitty frustration comes in. Mm. Because it's an old game. Tank controls. Ah. It's bad. Up is, is not up. Up is forward. Back, down is back. So if you're facing down, you press up to go down. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's how that works, right? So it left and right, left and right rotate you, and up and down, forward, reverse. That's what it is. Fucking takes him takes a bit to get used to, but also the cockroach, like his hitbox is weird. I guess like some of like <laughs> sometimes you'll hit the the goopy shit, sometimes you won't. Some and it's also like photo, some photo environments. Like, they're just pictures made to look like, you know, you're in the game. And it's hard to find, like, to see what paths you can go on. Because it'll look like there's a path there, and it's, there's not. So that's, I mean, that's old shit. That's old video game stuff, which I'm, I'm totally, you know, I'm okay with that. But it does get frustrating trying to control this cockroach. <laughs> uh, also, 
Only in video games. God, this cockroach just handles like shit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it, it needs some fucking. Is there an upgrade? Like, can I get sticky tires, or sticky legs on this goddamn roach or something? You know, maybe get some better cornering. Uh, yeah. So if you look, there is a path down below the cockroach right now that is has a has a splotch that you have to like. How do I get around that? You have to figure that out. Like, you have to push this. And that's the thing. There's only four four controls. So it's only like walking up to something, pushing it, that kind of shit. That's all you can do. Mm. Uh, a lot of times the trigger is just you being close enough to the thing. You'll get like little cinematics for, with clues in them and stuff like that. Um, there are shit you can miss in your game. Like I had to go back and, um, or I didn't have to go back, but I could have totally missed something. Someone said like, do you want to know if you missed something? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Tell me. Yeah, you missed something back there because you did. You missed a whole other area because you didn't go to the other side. You don't have to just. You don't have to do the or uh, explore the whole game to finish it. Basically, uh, it helps because it gives you clues and stuff. But you know, and also, if you don't explore all the areas, you don't get the just, just top notch community theater full motion video acting. It is, it's good. Of the roach it's or 19, of humans? 1990. No, it's humans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, 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 uh, not every time. Not every time is it humans. Okay. Sometimes, you know, it's a rat talking to you or something like that. I see. But more often than not, you see a vignette of, like, either clues to what you're supposed to do or pieces of the story that <laughs> they don't really give you a lot to go on to start with. You start as a as a nerdy dude who has like a suitcase full of cash and your landlord is like, you know, your typical like fat balding like, hey, where's the rent? I need the rent. And then you turn into a cockroach because things and uh, you find out that the landlord is a tragic fucking character. Like he had a wife. She passed away. He deals with like depression and shit like that. It's fucking like Jesus. weird. You're like, wait a minute. You're throwing these like serious, like fucking like emotional issues at me in a fucking game where you play a cockroach? Are you serious? But then it's, you know, some scenes are just fucking stupid, goofy, dumb, like eight nineteen nineties acting. It's great. But uh it's weird. It's definitely like it. Just like it looks on the box. It's very fucking weird. But we finished it. Four endings. There's four different endings that you can get. Um, you you save. It's it's uh, everybody dies. Nobody dies. Or some people die. Like Spoilers! Yeah, does the cockroach kill people? Yeah. Like, what what are we talking about here? I'm not gonna say. Okay. But yes. All right. The cockroach oh. is a murderer. Straight up, <laughs> oh, yeah. straight up murderer if you want to be. I don't know what happened in night. I looked up when this game came out. It was 1996, and the other reason I did yep. is because in 1996 I went to see a movie called Joe's Apartment. Yes, exactly my apartment. Exactly my thoughts. <laughs> also yep. about a cockroach, uh, <laughs> a group of cockroaches yep. in Joe's apartment. So yep. cockroaches were huge in '96. Apparently, who knew? I, like I that movie. hate cockroaches. They're like one of my like ugh, one of my like foibles. Like yeah. I wouldn't say phobia. I'm not like afraid of them, 
but they're disgusting. To do you get do you get uh, water bugs in Denver? Do you get water bug sized cockroaches? Oh, no, we don't get not a lot of cockroaches, but I have seen like water bugs, and I've I've eaten my fair share of water bugs for charity, and yes, they are fucking huge and nasty. Yeah, we they're got those gross. in Texas a lot uh, growing up. Those were fun. And by fun, I mean the worst. <laughs> they were absolutely. But fun. yeah, if you, if you want to buy this game, it's on Steam for five ninety nine. Um, I would recommend that you know you get some beers or or fill your fill your bowl up and and toke, <laughs> toke away. There you have go. have a have a hoot laughing at this game. Great. <laughs> uh, what about Nightbook? Because uh, this is one you also mentioned that uh, yeah. you wanted to discuss. Is it? Did you only play this for like fifty four minutes? Is that the right VOD? Yeah. Oh, that it was on Indie Day, but I, I oh, played a little okay. bit more of it. Yeah, I played it for looks like four hours ish, uh, total. It's not a it's not a long game. It's by the the same um, uh, the publishers yeah, of Wales Interactive, publishers of Late Shift, Complex, mm. Shapeshift Detective, that kind of stuff. Like they have an FMV library under their under their roof. Um, this one kind of falls short, but I, I have to be a little forgiving of it because this game was made entirely in quarantine. Um, and oh, wow. you'll notice that the, there's a, there's two characters, uh, the interpreter and her dad live in the same, live in the same apartment, but they only live in the same apartment. Uh, story-wise, they actually filmed it apart from each other so you hear like a banging on the door that's not him really doing it that's right, some, right you know whatever but uh i thought it was cool that they they, they made this entirely uh apart in quarantine the story is eh. <laughs> okay the acting is good but it's the, the for the for the acting to be really compelling the story has to be you know a little bit compelling and it's just kind of mediocre not a lot of uh, length to it. I got to an ending in like an hour and a half, two hours. I got to one of the endings. However, I will say there are apparently, what, what was the chat? Was it 12 endings, 15 endings? Something like that. I don't know how they, how they packed that many endings in there, but yeah, 15 hmm. endings. And I think, Damn. I think I saw three of them um, in four hours. Okay. But there is a mechanic you can skip scenes you've already seen if you if you want to just get to di make different choices and stuff. But with what I saw, it didn't seem like 15 endings was possible, but maybe there's a whole shitload that I missed. That's very possible. There's a whole shitload I missed. They tell you how many scenes there are in the game. There's like 200 and some, and I'm, I saw like 60 of them, maybe. So there's probably some more length in there, but I just didn't feel like discovering it because it was just like, mm. It was okay. It was no uh, shape-shifting detective. It could it could have used a little jinx. Could have used a little <laughs> Inspector Jinx in there. I'm just saying. Got just it. Saying. Got it. The king of FMV, at least in 2021. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this game was 13 bucks. It's got a demo as well. If you want to grab it on Steam, is it also? It's also on Switch. Funny enough, I guess if you want to play this on Switch. Would you recommend it as a handheld game? Does no. it matter? Oh, you want? <laughs> I I wouldn't. Okay. Okay. Uh, the game is it, it, it's reasonably priced though. It's twelve ninety nine on Steam at least. 
So it's not like it's not breaking the bank or anything. Yeah. You, but I would say if you have to really like FMVs to get into this. Ah. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, just real quick, someone in chat reminded me about the Halo Tech Alpha and uh, asked if it was any yeah, good. Yeah, how do you like it? Hey, that's Halo. Let's move on. Cool. All right. <laughs> all right. <next> game. <laughs> Man, really? No, I like, and I mean that in all positive uh, sentiment, but okay. it was truly Halo. Um there is definitely like that was a tech alpha through and through. Um, they were very uh, against calling it a beta and everything that they talked about that. Um, but it was also kind of cool to see because they were pretty open about how that game is uh, is going and and what their plans on it are. I feel like they are looking for all the feedback um, and they're getting a lot of good feedback uh, here for the Halo Infinite tech preview. I played it for about an hour on stream, and that was only because, um, at least on Friday, I think, when this was uh, playable. Maybe it was Saturday. It was only bots. They only made it PvP on Sunday night for about an hour, maybe two hours. Um, and I did play that off stream, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot more fun than the bots. That said, I think that the fact that there are Halo bots now, like there's Halo AI, and they're pretty, they're pretty competitive, rather um they played or put three different difficulties in the game this was they're like halo themed difficulties like spartan odst and recruit or something like that i think this is the easiest difficulty um they had the hardest one on sunday right before they uh put in pvp three different maps all the maps were fun um my biggest complaint about the game is you'll see here when the character picks up speed the screen kind of has a shake to it and I fucking hate that. Like it gets, I got a little motion sick playing it. Um, really? And that toggle is in the game. It just wasn't necessarily working. And they, you know, a lot of stuff wasn't working. They had a long list of things that, uh, you know, they were very upfront said, hey, here's a giant list of known bugs for things that don't work in this game, um, which is cool to see, right? Because they're it's, I, I can't believe that it's a Halo game that they're being like that open with. Um, and saying like, we know that there are things wrong. There are things that aren't working, but how's the, how's the game feel? How's it feel, you know, at the base of it all? That's kind of what we're wanting you guys to, to come back and give us information on as well as like, just break our servers, right? Just break the fuck out of our servers. I have to admit though, it, uh, on that same vein, you just said, it's also kind of amazing to think that we live in a day and age where they're putting out alphas of a halo game totally instead of like actually just making the game and charging $60 for it. Like it's very rare to establish franchise like that. You get access this early. Exactly. Like such yeah. a complete form. And I, th I think there's it's two wild. ways to look at that, right? Like I think if you take like a positive spin on it, for me, it's like, I'm glad that they're doing that because it, it shows that they know that this game has to succeed, right? Like they have to get this right. Or halo in a lot of ways is not, gonna go long <laughs> when it comes to being established ip it hasn't really been like that giant flagship microsoft ip for quite some time um but i think if you look at that negatively is is the idea that like maybe they're not too confident in halo That's anymore the, yes they're yeah. not they're not only not confident but there's been an extremely lukewarm reception to everything to the point where they knew that they maybe had to do something like this right they couldn't just take a risk because that risk to them seemed like maybe people wouldn't like it enough to the fact where like we need to get ahead of this kind of thing. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Uh it's it's even wilder 
the fact I still have to remind myself and chat just did it for me. This is a free to play multiplayer game. The fact that Halo is a free to play or going to be a free to play multiplayer game is bananas to me. Like what a weird, I'd never would have imagined that in, in the early two thousands, like covering Halo for, for MLG, that that's where this game would end up. Um, I think back then, like free to play had a different connotation to it. Whereas this, these days, like, you know, there's triple A games that are all free to play and that's kind of common, but it was a weird experience overall. Uh, cause it, it was all of those now, things in a halo thing. And I just, it's weird, but I had a great time with it playing against bots on stream and, and playing against real people for the 30 minutes or so that I did off stream. Just to be uh, like super specific. Um, is it, it's free to play with xbox gold subscription or something like that or is that not it's just free to play yeah oh, it is okay so, just, uh, anyone can just download and play it no strings the multiplayer yeah the multiplayer specifically yes yeah okay yeah um i think they've that was even a big deal that it it's not going to require xbox live or or whatever the equivalent is these days to play um and it's all cross play as well it's uh xbox x s and pc can all kind of play with one another um that's obviously how they're going to monetize a lot of it is by the different armor and you know the the norm of free to play to uh, free to play games these days um i think they also have like a double xp boost but that's only for the battle pass and the battle pass has like both free rewards for every level but also if you have the battle pass you get the paid rewards as well so there's a little bit um it seems like a very as far as battle passes go it seems like a very fair battle pass um and they're trying not to alienate people right out of the gate um with all that because i think you know it harkens back to the idea that like there's so much writing on this i think for microsoft and, and for 343 and halo so we will see i think it's a good start um i definitely think that the video that they put out whenever that was like a year ago or so um this played fine and fun and if that if this is the type of gameplay that we can expect for like the the single player then it'll be a fun experience um but also at the end of the day if you've played a halo game hey this is a this is another halo game with like some other small uh tweaks and things that if you've played a halo game you're going to notice that stuff if not it's going to be a little bit slower than like a cod right like it's an arena 4v4 or uh, they have bigger versions of it, but it's an arena shooter. It's not a Call of Duty or what Call of Duty is these days or um, like an Apex or a BR or anything like that. It's very much of that era. So curious to see how that does once it launches. I think Halo has enough, like the Halo brand is big enough that it'll get people in. We'll see what happens if they're going to stick around after the fact. They might get a call and they might That's have to leave. <laughs> that's the the segue that's the that's segue, segue. <laughs> yeah yeah that was actually phil messaging co to say get jp to stop saying negative things about the game <laughs> funny enough funny enough so uh wrap it up wrap it up let's move on <laughs> zeke you got Yo. so many games here i know i play a lot of games i'm trying to figure out like what is okay Indie Sunday. Last stop, okay. Summer 58. Okay. The Chameleon, Quickly okay. Quackly. Okay. And that's it. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. 
Yep. Let's talk about it. Last <laughs> okay. stop. Let's talk about last stop. That oh, that's why I was like, why is that on my team? It's on Game Pass. That's why. Huh. Um Phil's so. back on board. <laughs> and you tune back in. Uh okay, last stop is a choose your own adventure game with uh, a bunch of English people. And it It's not terribly interesting. <laughs> I'm just be honest with you. I'm going to be listening, but pardon me one second. I got to make a quick call. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah go do on. what you got to do, man. Um, I, 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 I don't know how long I played it for. How long is that VOD? Like an hour, maybe? I think a little bit less than that. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, it was about an hour, hour and four. Yeah. I don't know if I was distracted or something, but it just, it tried to be like, like some sort of mystery or something, and it just it wasn't very good let's just <laughs> okay. move on okay all right <laughs> great that's one. last stop it's on game pass yeah. if you want a not very good story yeah <laughs> yeah it's on game pass though that's, phil a, that's a positive is out he's done with that's a positive show. Yeah. phil's back out again summer of 58 <laughs> now summer of 58 this game uh i it has this game had a lot going for it it plays a little bit now plays not the feeling, not the environment, but it plays a little bit like uh, PT, that, that demo that everyone like remembers with oh. uh, Kojima and, and uh, um, Guillermo. Mm -hmm. The reason why I say that is because you start in this, it's, well, it starts that way. You start in this very small area. Like you've got a hallway and like, like two rooms, and that's all you get to start with. So you're like walking around like fuck man there's not a there's not a lot here and you walk and back and forth and you're like wait a minute something changed oh yes it did oh okay and then you walk back to another room and like wait something else has changed something else is here that wasn't here before or something is missing that was here and that's how it starts and you're like okay do that a little bit more, and then another room opens up. So you, like, once you, when you start, it's just, like, exploring, looking around, news articles, stuff like that. Uh, let me just read you the blurb. It says, it, in the summer of 2008, the main character, at the request of followers, goes to Russia to explore the abandoned camp, uh, abandoned camp, you know, locals say that this place is inhabited by restless souls. This will need to be checked. That's probably translated from Russian. I'm guessing um, <laughs> that little blurb, but the gist of it is you're a ghost hunter. You're a, a YouTube personality. I think huh. something like that, of that nature. You go there because that's your, that's your bag. You're a, you're a ghost hunter, YouTuber content creator. So you go there, you set up your cameras, you stay there, you look around and it has some of the most like, very well-placed and fucking terrifying jump scares. Jump scares have their place. Don't, don't write them off. Cause I think they're necessary to like, yeah. For tip for, uh, build up the tension, then break it with a jump scare. Just, just cause I something think as a mechanic, doesn't it's, mean it's, it's okay. bad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then you kind of like, <laughs> it's, it's it, the, when I say they're well-placed, it means, when they happen, you're not ready for them. Mm. 
Like, when you think you're going to get one, you don't. It lulls you. And then you get another one, you fuck you, and you get mad. But then you get, like, determined to discover what's going on. And then you find out, like, some horrific fucking thing happened that I won't spoil. Horrific thing happened at this, uh, like, camp for, for children. And uh, you, like, discover this. And you're like, oh, dude, oh, no. Like, this is why this, like, this place is haunted. This is why, like, there's, you know, spirits or whatever. Um, you do have to, like, uh, they give you some uh, tasks. Like, oh, the light bulb broke. You have to fix it. So you go. That's how they move you into another room. That's how I move you along in the story is that like, oh shit, a fuse. You got to go find a fuse, put the fuse in, turn the lights on, shit your pants, repeat. Um, it's really well done. Atmosphere is like, I, I started playing. I was like, man, this is fucking boring, dude. There's like, oh wait. Okay. I get what they're doing now. Back, forth, back, forth. One little thing change. Another little thing change. Door opens up. Back, forth, back, forth a couple times. Another thing happens. Another, like a jump scare. Another, like, thing changes. And I love that. I love, uh, the, it, one of my favorite things, and I, I've used the term quantum because that's what they called it in Outer Wilds. You turn around, and then you turn back, and something's there. Right. They use, they use that shit very well in this game. So, if you're in for, like, and you're not, like, diametrically opposed to jump scares, this is a, it's a great indie um, and it's very uh, well laid out. I liked it a lot. You started out by mentioning uh, PT with this. Does this feel like they played PT and were like, hey, we want to make one of those experiences? No. Okay. No, it doesn't. All right. It starts like that. Uh, um, but then it opens up and it becomes more of a discovery of what happened kind of a game. And okay. they use light and dark very well. Uh, it's very immersive and it gets you like it. My hackles were up like, like the latter part of the, uh, of the hour and a half that I played it. Like huh. I was just fucking tense, dude. It was, it's really good. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know how long it is. I didn't finish it, but uh, let's see. It's eight ninety nine on steam uh, developed and published by Amiga games. Are you going back to it? I might, I might, I, I said like, I might do a, cool. uh, you know, like people do horror month in October and stuff. Yeah, yeah. gaming. Um, I was thinking about doing it uh, yeah, during December, so like horror for Christmas, like doing a like a month of you know scary games. Yep. Maybe. The chameleon. What I I'm looking at this for about. I'm gonna let you. I don't want to discredit this game too quick. The chameleon is a <laughs> oh man, an island. It's a, <laughs> it's a charmer. It's uh, it's purposefully retro graphics. Uh, it's a tense stealth game with superpowers set in the seventies, filled with glorious and they say this with glorious fat pixels. Mm. Uh, transform into enemies, dash, teleport, slow time, and super punch your way through this moody retro stealth game. Um, a stealth game. Yeah. Okay, I generally don't. Nah. I generally don't put stealthy and super punch in the same yeah. sentence. Okay, so <laughs> the chameleon, it's called the chameleon because uh, one of the first powers you get is the power to uh, morph your skin or whatever into like the, that of a guard. Mm. So 
you get the idea like, okay, if I could do this and I'm like in this underground bunker, oh, I'm the, the experiment in this underground laboratory bunker thing. And I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Okay. So that's like the, the, the starting premise. Like, you know how, like, there's a lot of movies where it's like, you're looking in on the humans and they don't know what the fuck's going on. This one you play as the experiment. It's great. Um, couple of really cool things about this is the, I love the fucking Tom Selleck look for no reason. They don't, they don't explain it. They don't ever explain it. He's looking all Max um, Payne. Yeah, like a little uh, GTA Three Max Payne. But if you look at his face, he has the he has the Selleck stash uh. and the Hawaiian shirt, Magna PI. Um, but the one of the funniest fucking things is right out the gate you get a punch, and it's just like your one attack, but it like wrecks them across the room. It's just like badoosh, and they go woo, fucking it. <laughs> hysterical because you don't see it coming you're just like okay i got a punch boom and it's like you knock his skeleton like out of his body or you would <laughs> um i think i'll do it here oh okay yeah i was i was skimming the vod <laughs> and off he go he's gone huh um but yeah and then the sound effects like uh oh you go that's it. when you're color the color drains out of you that means you have to wait and get your power back up because punching takes away all your energy. So you have to time your punch. You can't punch one after the other. You get one punch and it's a good punch. Um, but if there's another enemy, you can't punch him too. And this is like you morph into one of the workers to try and like fool them and you sneak by them and stuff like that. Um, and you uh, try to discover uh Ways to, <laughs> ways to get out. Uh, there's little consoles that you like, oh, you press this button, it opens a door in that room way across the map and stuff like that. Um, there's consoles that give you more, or pickups that give you more energy, so you can run longer, you can be a chameleon longer, because everything is based on this one energy bar, uh, and punch takes it all the way up, so you better punch wisely. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to chameleon, you're not going to be able to run, nothing. So, um, it controls fine one thing i will say boy does the fucking camera suck ass it's, pretty it's close. a third person camera that doesn't go through the like it doesn't go through the wall or a box so if you're standing and you want to look this way if a box is behind you you're looking at the fucking box and sure. nothing else and that was just like fucking weird choice dude like why would you do that um like, I get, like, Dark Souls cameras, like, third-person action. The cameras are always kind of like, they can fuck you with time. This one's just bad if you're against a barrier or something. It's just really bad. Um, but it's it's a fun, action-y, weird, uh, purposefully retro-looking game. I dug it. It's uh, $9.99, so it's appropriately priced. Uh, developed and published by Merlino games m-e-r-l-i-n-o merlino games cool cool uh last but not least i think uh quickity quack quack quackly quickity quack quickly quackly there's no quickly quackly there you go not a lot to say about this game it's just a it's it's a a, a 
collection of uh, platforming levels ah. um, with, uh, uh, what is it called? The ZX Spectrum. It's it looks an homage just to like that. Super Meat Boy. A little bit. It's an homage to the ZX Spectrum console uh, as far as the aesthetic look of it. Uh, oh, and don't okay. worry, if you go a little bit further in the in the video, there you go. You can turn the spikes off or turn the flashing, the glowy, flashy stuff off. So that is customizable if you don't like it. Oh, that um, timer's yeah, counting just down. A, I see. 13 seconds for every level. You get 13 seconds to beat every level. Um, and they're laid out so that, like, you know, your first time through, if you make it, it's going to be pretty close. Like, the timer's going to be pretty close. I mean, after the first few levels, the tutorial levels. But, uh, yeah, I, I actually, it's it's not a terribly long game. I played uh, two and a half hours and, and uh, got through all the levels. But, like I said, the level's only 13 seconds. You'll die a whole bunch until you figure out, like, how to do it. But, yeah, it, it's it's a, a lot like Meat Boy. Um, the biggest difference is that there's a, a mid-air dash, mm. uh, kind of like Celeste. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a fun game, five bucks, couple hours, dig it. I mean, you could I'd probably find the, the similar games on like, uh, back in the day on like Newgrounds or, you know, those kind of side of the flash games, probably find something similar like that, but you know, I enjoyed it. Uh, Eldest Souls. I I've seen this actually, I forgot who was playing this, but I, I heard good things. Do you have good things to say about Eldest Souls? I do. And people are going to be like, Oh no, he's a, this was one of those games where I got to a boss. It's a boss rush game. Excuse me. Ah. It's a boss rush, boss rush game. Like, uh, I think a la like fury mm. kind of like that, where it's just like boss after boss. This boss, I, I spent most of the two and a half hours, I probably spent an hour and a half on this boss because I probably went to it too early and I felt really, really bad because I get I get stubborn and frustrated and I won't leave. Oh, so you're a streamer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the, there were the, one of the devs, Fallen Flag Studio, uh, one of the devs was in the chat like before this and was like, hey, so thanks for playing our game. Like, oh, cool, yeah. Thank you. I just beat this guy. I'm going to go on this guy. And then I got to this guy, and I didn't hear from him again. <laughs> I'm guessing they pieced out. Uh, but it's just because I, I probably was way under-leveled for this. Like, you don't have to go to this one. It's not necessarily linear, is is what they said and what I thought anyway. Like, this guy seemed like a little bit OP for my build at the moment. So, you, I should have left. I should have gotten my ass kicked like two or three times and went, Mm, this probably I can kill him kind of like the uh, the uh, whatever demon at the beginning of uh, one of the Dark Souls games like you can kill him but there's a cinematic but, when you die you're you're expected to die Zeke if if you would have left this fight then you would have had to quit streaming that's true it's part of the you're contract right. I would have been done streaming yeah, yeah. absolutely not just on right here as well that. yeah um, on Twitch, but I mean the game is the game in and of itself. The mechanics are really cool. Um, the, it encourages you to get in there and and like mix it up because in order to like charge your stuff, like charge your power moves, get your health back, um, you it's a, a little bit like Bloodborne. If you get hit, you charge in there, and you're there's a meter that goes up, a timer meter that goes up, 
And as long as that meter's up and you're hitting, you'll get chunks of health back. So you'll get hit, like your health will go down, like, oh shit, I gotta get in there. Hack, 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 get some health back, back out again. Rinse, repeat, stuff like that. Really cool mechanic, very well laid out. Custom, or not customizable, but reallocation of your skills is a free thing. You don't have to pay for it. It's good so stuff. if you wanna move your skill tree around, you don't like how it's working, you can change it on the fly. It's, that's great. I like that. Um, but yeah, you get after beating bosses, you get like different shards to put in your like uh, thing. Like this shard will give you more health when you slash do your health slashy thing. This one will make your you know regular tech more powerful and that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of customizability. Um, you don't get to choose weapons because the whole like basis of the story is like you have an, this huge obsidian sword and it's the only thing that can kill these things. So the weapon doesn't change, but how you use it does. So it's, and it's really cool. A little bit like, I don't know how I feel about the, the darkness around the edges of, of like, look at, look at the screen. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. Yeah. There's a, that's there's just, a that's name like, for that, but I forgot. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know how I feel about that. Sometimes I'm okay with it. Sometimes not. It didn't bother me a whole bunch. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Vignette. Yeah. It didn't bother me a whole bunch, but it definitely were the times I'm like, I want to see what's over there, and I can't because the fucking there's a barrier here, and it's in darkness. It's fogged up, but yeah, it's. I didn't get very far. I I think I beat two bosses and then came against this guy and just got really stubborn and rage quit, went to break, and then switch games. <laughs> but by no means this is a bad game. It's really good. Cool. Uh, what is Eldest Souls run? Uh, it's uh, priced at nineteen ninety nine, but it's on sale right now for sixteen ninety nine on Steam. It is developed by Fallen Flag Studios and published by uh, United Label and CI Games. Got it. Uh, we talked about Lifeline. Uh, we got ten minutes. You want Horror Tales: The Wine or Banner of Rune? Do Horror Tales because Co Co is playing it too. Oh, I heard oh. that one too. Oh, okay. How was uh? Horrors of wine, gonna, oh. the the tales. I think that's the, I think that's right. How is this? What is this? What am I looking at here? Bueller. Go ahead, see. Oh, I thought we were, I thought we were get toes take my turn. Toes <laughs> taken away. Anyway. Okay, so uh, this is basically it's a walking sim. Is the short answer? You you walk around and you you solve some basic puzzles, and you're kind of learning about this world. The premise is that you arrive in, I believe it's Italy, to a winery, and there's this crazy fever that's ravaging the world, and your family is sick. It's not good. And you have heard that there is a wine in this city, and that if you get this wine, you just need one bottle, you can go back and save it, save your family, and, and kind of go from there. And as you explore the city, you you quickly realize that, that it is not, just going to be a matter of picking up a wine bottle and leaving and that pretty much every single person here is is dead or something has happened to them and you start the process of walking through this actually very pretty environment figuring out what the hell is going on and trying not to die there uh, yeah uh, speaking of like last game talking about scares there's definitely really good moments in this one huh. really good moments like I there I think there's a clip. Do they me. run out of wine? Yes. 
Oh, you ever shit. seen drunks run out of wine? Like I know. It's you ever, terrible. You ever, you ever been to like a brunch with a bunch of divorced women? Like I have all the time. You run out of that's wine. My, that's Thursday morning. It's bad news. Like the devil is afraid of that shit. Um. <laughs> Uh, fuck, now I forgot what I was going to say. God damn that's, it. that's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, I'm already scatterbrained as it is, and then you throw this curveball at me, JP, and now I can't remember where I was. You're talking about it being scary. Oh, that's right. There's a clip out there of me, uh, like, jumping back so, like, so quickly that my, my headphones go, whoo. Really? Like they flew off. They flew off, man, because I went, whoa, shit. And then that's, <laughs> that's what they <laughs> Code, did yeah. you encounter the same jump scares? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, this okay. this game this game is like oh. built around some jump scares. Absolutely. Okay. Um, there there are some elements that are purely designed to completely have that happen to you. Yes. It's 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 pretty. Me, it's pretty jump scare centric at times. Not see. the entire time. They, it's not just constant jump scares. Um, and this is a is very Euclidean game, kind of like what Zeke was talking about earlier, where if you're if you're looking at something and then you kind of look away and look back, it's different. There, there is a lot of that in this game, and it's actually done really well in some cases. It's, it's there's some really cool stuff that goes on, uh, but yeah, it is a, it is, it is a horror game with light puzzle elements, and a, it's a walking simulator with horror elements and light puzzle elements. Yeah. Whoa. That's, yep. I, I, I was, I'm curious. Uh, how long, how long did it take you to get to an ending? I guess I don't know. <laughs> uh, I got to, I got to the ending. I don't think there's, okay. I think there's only one ending and I think it took okay. about three hours. Okay, Not cool. Long. Cool. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, restart it this afternoon cause I wanted to finish it cause it was, it was, it's intriguing enough and, uh, uh well done enough that I would like to see how it, you know, concludes. Cool. That's a yeah. devil's candle right there. Uh, yeah. And this, I don't know what those are. I don't want to know, but I can, I um, can tell you. I don't want to know, but it's a guess. I don't. Oh, you're guessing. You don't know for sure. Yes, I'm guessing. Okay. You so have. I mean, to, it looks like a collectible. You have to unlock photo mode in this game. You know, I that's what I think. said. There's like these little like camera <laughs> symbols. Yeah, I think that you take pictures of them, but I'm not sure okay. because every single one of those I came across, I like a couple of them. I really looked, and I could not find a way to get them. So the only the yeah. only thing I could think okay. of is either. Either you have to like throw something at them or take a picture of them, but I, yeah, I really did you don't see know. The, did you see you saw the like spray paint outline of a rudimentary like camera? Every there's some weird stuff. I saw those stuff and I was like photo mode, and I looked because I remember the menu was like you have to unlock photo mode. I was like, say what now? That's some meta shit. Huh. Anyway, okay. Yeah, I'll be playing it this afternoon if you wanna check me out yeah and it specifically says not only do you have to unlock photo mode it specifically says you have to beat the game to unlock photo mode so i'm thinking that's like their new game plus yeah. kind of thing. yep Strange. yeah be careful I with, it twice, uh, baby oh yeah I'm i definitely away. thought like uh I, I was playing it on epic and i was like oh maybe we have to take a screenshot of it right i'm thinking totally meta so i start hitting some of the f keys like f10 f12 f11 or something end up blue screening my computer so don't try that <laughs> Don't try that. 3090 yeah. couldn't handle it? <laughs> 3080. Oh, 3080. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. I actually have that clip on our new Reddit, Game Stream Fails. There you go. Mm. 
Banners are in. You, you got uh, it's card game. Good, bad. What do you think here? I felt, yeah, I wasn't in the mood. All right, that's banner. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's not. A, it, it's not. It wasn't the right time for me to check that game out because I wanted to be. I wanted to relax, and that game had a lot of ins and outs. It was like it's a card card game deck builder. So there's like you got to read every card, and I'm like, nope, can't bring. So I decided to, to end the day by playing some blackjack. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Let's call the show then. I did. I ended up down, down. I didn't lose all my money, but I, I ended up down from what I started. I'm just browsing with this here. Good job, JP. Uh, <laughs> trying to see if there was anything else. Uh, painted some Warhammer figures. Funny enough, Aaron's the one that got addicted to that, not me. Uh, she is. I all saw about those. That. Yeah. I remember. I used to paint, man. That was pretty zen. She spent uh, seven hours last night just painting. More power. It looks like me. I was wrong. It wasn't Game Workshop, was it? Uh, it was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was for. Okay, I saw uh, you War tagging somebody else. It was for there. the Warhammer Age of uh, Sigmar brand. So, it's cool that we had no. We were never going to play in a two-hour stream. That was one of the weirdest things because, like, I think painting a single thing took four. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, aren't those armies like hundreds sometimes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. Yes. The Warhammer is, from my estimation, Warhammer is less about playing the game and more about making an army yours and then thinking about playing the game and then just buying more models and painting those and then thinking about and then just buying more models and painting those and then maybe just buying some more models and also painting those as well. I think this uh, is how that goes. Um, but it's cool. One of the funnest stuff about those for me was discovering like, you know how you, when you watch Bob Ross and you're like, yeah, you see the finished product, but then you see how he made it. Like, there's like little tricks. Oh yeah, to like painting stuff, like discovering those like tricks. Like one of my one of the first tricks I discovered was like use the there's a certain metal paint, and you yep. it's called dry brushing. Yep. Oh and yeah. You dry brush it, and it just look comes out looking fucking phenomenal the first time. You're like, what yep. the fuck? Like that was my some of my favorite shit when I was painting minis. Yeah. There's a lot for sure uh it, it's uh, it's cool i i understand why people get uh addicted to that and there is something like i think zen is a perfect way to discuss uh or, or describe the idea of painting that stuff um and then uh, the other thing i'm playing and hopelessly still addicted to is guilty gear i think i put about four hours a day into guilty gear uh and i'm just it's got me bad Kind of you like what's got me bad, JP. It's, it's the Overwatch of of twenty twenty one for me, for sure. What's that? You know what's got me bad? I, I finally went back. I've been telling myself for a, I don't know a year. Like, yeah, I gotta go back. Gotta go back. Picked up Hades again, dude. I was thinking about that playing that as well off stream. Fucking amazing game. It's coming if to Game I Pass played at the end of this of month. It, it would definitely have been on my top five at least if not top three of last year yeah man that game is good it's good man it's a oh speaking of minis it's a hell i of had thing. this made i had a cool thing made for my D, &D campaign nice someone made, made the art for it that's awesome and uh made it i i made, had it made and bought in uh, hero forge or whatever yeah cool, cool. Anyway. Well, let's do some shout outs call it a show zeke you want to start us off sounds good you bet 
Hey, thanks everybody for watching. My name is Ezekiel the Third. You can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore I I I. That's on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. But I'm also Ezekiel the Third, all spelled out on TikTok and Instagram. If you like little one minute snippet videos, that's where you go to find those. Uh, I will be broadcasting here in about an hour, maybe give or take. Uh, playing the the where the scares taste like puzzles and wine. Whatever the game is called. Horror Tales the Wine, I think is what it is, right? Yeah. I'll yep. be playing that in about an hour. Um, jump back into that. And then tomorrow, starting 10 a.m. Pacific, as always, I'm going to be diving into a brand new game for me called Shadow of Destiny. Ooh, that looks it's a bad. fucking weird <laughs> Konami game from, what is it, 2002. I got it new in the cellophane. On, uh, I got it on PC. So we're going to be jumping into that tomorrow. That's all I got. Thank you for watching. Thanks, Co. Thanks, JP. Cool, cool. Please, I forget. Co, do some shout outs and uh, tell us more about your new Reddit. Oh, yeah, for sure. So first of all, thanks, JP and Zeke. Second of all, um, we started a new Reddit. It is GameStream Fails. You can also go to GameStreamFails.tv. It is a complete exploratory venture that is basically an attempt to revive just the funny game clips from back in the day. Uh, there's a very popular site called Livestream Fails, and fail. it no used Livestream Fail, and it used to be basically what GameStream Fails is, where it was just streamers playing games, funny clips, no drama, no IRL, nothing, just funny people or funny things happening in games, and that's what GameStream Fails is. It's only been up for a few days, but there's already like a thousand people in there. It's actually some really funny clips. So if you do see any clips from any streamer anywhere, and it just made you laugh, uh, we'd love to see a post on there. And uh, eh, we'll see if it goes anywhere. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If it does, then awesome. Also, we're looking for mods on it, so feel free to apply to be a mod if you have any modding experience. Uh, and that's really about it. Anyway, my name is Ko. Hi. I'm going to be playing uh, more of The Forgotten City tomorrow. Maybe talking about Death Trash soon. We're going to be returning to the Final Fantasy XIV main story. We also have um, a High Fleet in the cozy evenings. We're going to be doing more of that tonight. Starting a new game. So if you want to check out High Fleet from the beginning, we're going to be starting that in probably about three, two and a half, three hours tonight. And uh, that's really about it. So, yeah, see you guys next week. Cool, cool. That's that. What comes out? Is there? There's really nothing between now and let me let me look at the upcoming. What do we got this next, next week? Big thing for me. Pathfinder: Wrath the Righteous, September second. Oh, okay. Less than a month away. Oh my god, I am people so are, insanely excited. People are talking death trash. Yeah. Death Trash uh, Early Access comes out tomorrow. And I did check with the devs. The Death Trash Early Access tomorrow is like, they said it's like five-ish hours. So it is much more than the demo. So if you are interested in checking out Death Trash, definitely, yeah. I'm going to be checking it out. And uh, if you liked it, you probably want to do the same. I think I'm going to wait on it. I'm going to give that a little breathing room before it's, you know, see what, see what people say. And cool. Like I, think, uh, I think tomorrow I'm checking out the... Is tomorrow or Friday for the the Back for Blood open beta thing that they're running? Some, oh, yeah. some sort of beta. Let me know if you, uh, if you have a spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure we will. If you we want to jump in. do that maybe someday all together. Huh? Uh, Dude, when does it run? <laughs> if it's running next Wednesday, we could do that. There's not. Gonna be I am totally down for that. I would. I would love to. We can bring in a guest like uh, Strippin or someone. And, yeah. and do a a whole like thing. Yeah, we'll talk. I th I think it's running through next week. I don't know the dates on it. I know the open beta is the 12th through the 16th, but ne that's next Thursday. So maybe it's closed beta till then. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. And we'll, we'll talk in, uh, in Slack and see how we go from there. So, David uh, says, do you have a spot announced for the 
Battlefield 2042 playtest. Excuse me. The what now? Who went? I don't know what you're talking about. I I guess not if it's private. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. I, I freaking call me Battlefield guys. Jesus. I don't know what that is. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Well, shoot. Anyways, that's it. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll be back <laughs> next week. I'm not gonna you fucking break an NDA. I'm not doing that Big shit. Alarm. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was NDA. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I clearly have not received said invite. So, yeah, I will. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, it's under NDA. No streaming. The first Battlefield 2042 technical playtest starts August 12th. The players will be under NDA and early test and a vow of silence. Ah, okay. So no, I won't be doing it, and I guess no streamer will. See you next week, guys. Thanks for watching. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm not I'll be playing old games that screwed. are definitely not under any sort of contract. Let's go. I'm not getting screwed out of this one. <laughs> we'll be back next week with more Drop Frames. Maybe a Drop Frames games of uh, Back for Blood. We'll see. We'll let you guys know. Uh, keep an eye on our Twitter, twitter.com slash Drop Frames. We're out, though. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye.